Lalandra. Like yes, Lord! It. I feel like that should be the first thing we say. I uh, called it. Uh, I'm not a religious pop on man. The screen. Let's pop on the screen, though, for a quick second. Here. I know. I know. I'm uh, I'm trying to fix something over here. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. So while uh, you fix it, ladies and gentlemen, introduce into the world. Actually, I wish we had her right now. I could do a little I Simba know. <laughs> Simba but, style? Yeah. Our boy. <laughs> it's the circle. The circle of blurred lines. Yeah. I remember what was that movie? That that TV movie. Oh yeah, Revenge of the Nerds 4. Oh they my were gosh. one yeah, one of them I think Booger got married and then I think the main guy Leonard had a kid, and so the, the 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 baby's born, and they're like, "Behold the nerd child!" And they're like, "Oh!" oh and they're putting her hands up. Trying to... Well, this this child is probably—is this the first nerd? No, I guess Gozer. Okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah okay. But as far as uh, man, we should probably just say what the hell is going on. But for yes. anyone listening right now, our boy Skin Deep Skinny Akil, the motherfucking producer extraordinaire, yes, aka yes. Action Figgy Skinny, finally. The baby his girl, his girl gave birth to this. Yes, true. Beautiful. Yeah, you know what? Rewind. Shout outs yes. to Danny. Yes. For mm-hmm. delivering this child into the world. Yes. Again, like I was trying to say before, we're not, I'm not a religious person. I don't know about you guys. I don't think you guys are the most religious. We don't tend to, but in moments like these, it's hard not to acknowledge that the universe works in some wonderful ways. Mm-hmm. And these two met and love each other and care about each other. And were able to find a love and life together and brought a child into the world. And that is some dope ass shit. So I'm so excited for them because that is big, man. That's that's, that's such a huge thing. And uh, what's the full name? It's a lot. I, well, I don't want to say the full. Somewhere. I don't know if I if I want to say the government name. Well, no, the, the middle and the OK, it's Lalandra Lucien. Yeah, it's, it's the first and middle name. I'm not gonna say the last the, the last name, but yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to Skinny. Shout out to Danielle. Hope you guys congratulations. Are not, I know why you're not listening. <laughs> yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think one of the coolest things is the fact that Skinny said, "Yo, you guys realize today is hip hop's birthday," and we're like, "Oh yeah." It's just like, yeah, Lalandra's born on hip hop's birthday. Lalandra is hip hop, so that's gonna be the title of this episode. Lalandra is hip hop. Uh, she's born on a Wednesday forever remembered on this day we get to encapsulate this moment so that when she's older and she listens back she could be like my dad's friends were weird and this was a weird way to shout her shout out my birth but okay i'll take it i don't, we don't know so how, true. how random is that did he know that before uh he must have just I, like googled what happened on august 11th in history uh, and then that came up because that's a oh, crazy, I wonder. crazy coincidence I for someone wonder, who produces I wonder, hip-hop I largely right <laughs> Like that's a massive coincidence. That's huge. It's so crazy. It pops uh, not dead. And, it's alive and, and, and it's well. a lucky number. Eleven is my eleven was my number. Like in every sport I played, I was always number. Oh 11. yeah, yeah. And it's also my girl's number is eleven as well when she played randomly. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, no, this is a big day, man. This is amazing. That's awesome. Why eleven? If you if I if I like numerology, what's what was the big connection to eleven? So for me. It started in basketball. Okay. And when I was young, <laughs> I was, I had a little, I had a growth spurt around like grade nine ish towards grade 10, where I got to six foot tall almost, but my arms were like 10 feet tall. <laughs> now, when I put them up to defend, 
It looks like the number 11. Oh. <laughs> That's funny. That's pretty cool. That is pretty that, cool. That, that, was, that was, I think I started out like 23. You know, everybody wants to like, you know, be a Michael Jordan. But like eventually I kind of found my own number and 11 was just it. It kind of just stuck. That's cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like that it represents the arm span. The arm yeah. span. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at these was, eagle wings. <laughs> from C to C. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, this is crazy. Wow. That's who's next? I, 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 and like, and that's the thing that bothers me because I want, I want to celebrate this whole time, but I also can't deny the fact that we have been brought into a world that is full of silliness. And God, I really hope that this child grows up with smarter people around because (laughs) there are some seriously unfortunate conversations happening in the world right now. People just making all sorts of silly statements and, um, it's I don't the know. internet, man. It's I, social media, right? Everybody feels the need to put their opinion forth. Everybody has a voice now. Everybody's voice can be heard now. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, I remember... I like I, sorry, go ahead. I was say, I remember in grade six, my teacher said, you know, in your lifetime, you're going to have some serious voting to do, some various choices to make, serious stuff. Because like, like around that time, uh, was it Dolly? The sheep got cloned. So that's what he was referring to. Us, he was like, you know, it's going to be some really serious choices your generation has to make. I'm like, wow, that's deep. That's deep. Little and did you know, now we now we old. Like, what dance am I going to do on TikTok tomorrow? Yeah, now we that's old, that. and just some nonsense is going on. There's <laughs> <laughs> some uh, hardcore the nonsense. That doesn't like TikTok. I freaking hate TikTok with a passion. Like I, I don't I get don't it. Have first a of personal, all, I don't have a personal thing against TikTok. I, TikTok to me just looks like Vine. It's TikTok is Vine that made money. That's it. Yeah, that's all it that's is. That's all it is. Vine died, is. and TikTok There's was like, okay, how did you? On TikTok though, Vine at least had funny shit going on. But that's TikTok there, has that's not... the thing. I think we're just older. Cause there's definitely stuff that people find funny. It, it, it dude, I, we're just old. We are old. I, I kind of like the the silly dad jokes that the black dudes do, where oh, they walk yes. away and walk away. They walk away like an old da- old dad. Ah, 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 ah. I, yeah, because okay. they're, they're smacking chairs like going flying up in the air. Like that always gets me. <laughs> it has its moments when it comes to stuff like that. It does. Vine, on the other hand, was kind of like more consistent on that. Like there was funny. Whereas yeah. this, it's a someone trying to look pretty, someone shaking their ass, someone doing a weird ass dance. I don't even fucking understand how this is a dance that people. I don't. I don't know. This well, you didn't. Nothing. You didn't hear about the the TikTok. Um, not the band. What was it? All the black creators on TikTok decided oh, yeah. to boycott, not boycott, strike. They were striking. because yeah, strike. So what happened was... The credit, right? They, yeah. So they would make a dance and then all these other people would steal the dance and they would get credit for it and be on Jimmy Fallon and this and all that. So then the black is like, you know what? We're not going to make anything. And then you started to see all the people trying to make their own oh. dance and they're just bad. Dude, some of those dances that they created. <laughs> Gotta wave I my love- arms in the air and walk away to, oh. to a Megan Thee Stallion song, not even mm. listen to what the lyrics are and go do what the lyrics are saying. <laughs> and Yo, I, it, the worst one for me was the one that uh, I can't get it out of my head because it was <laughs> in every video. Not the oh no thing. The oh no thing is a whole other, oh, that's other a thing. One. But it's the oh yeah 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 oh okay so let's talk about it super quick because Mm. i so i work with labels and stuff sometimes and whenever i get the labels on the line 
I always ask them these questions about what's it like to market content in the in the in the modern era of TikTok and snippet culture. They're like hmm. easy. Yeah. Well, no, that's the thing. Because from a marketing perspective, they sometimes will put money behind a specific single and mm-hmm. then TikTok will pick something else as a single yeah. and will blow it up. And as much as I like to say everything is planned, it doesn't seem like in some cases and again, I say it every week on the podcast. I think everything is a game. Everything's planned. I think marketing well above everybody's head. Things are being played like a chess game, and we are just fed all this information that we're supposed to just accept as is. Yeah, but listen, listen to, uh, to what's his name? T-Pain. They, T-Pain's spilling the tea on the game yeah, well, and everything. That's it, right? That's how that conversation started. And, the and apparently it. the uh, the movie, was it Josie and the Pussycats? Yeah, was a low game that? too. Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> That 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 two thousands movie Josie and the Pussycats based off of the old Hanna Barbera yeah. cartoon yeah. apparently Terry like Terry. apparently yeah spills the tea about the music industry and how they get you to buy stuff and this and that and the other oh okay yeah again unless you're super ignorant to that stuff it, it's kind of apparent um, but it goes to show nothing's changed since the days of Elvis <laughs> oh, <God>. right. <laughs> <laughs> Like like Jack and Styles, and then take it. It's yeah. just it's just it's been the same in this industry. What right? was what was the Pat Boone thing? It was uh, he was stealing songs from Little Richard, and then Little Richard started singing songs faster and faster. And Pat Boone was just like, I can't keep up. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's crazy. It's insane. That's, and yeah, yeah, you know what? You're right. The Harlem Shake got turned into something disgusting as well that I never understood. It went from a crazy New York shoulder yeah. shrugging dance to like. Just well, acting goofy. And yeah, well, the well, people took the song. Heart, well, no, what was his name? It was um the pink guy slash um I forgot the dude's name. He was like an internet dude, and he just did the silly dance to this song called Harlem Shake, yeah. and that got was dormant, and then it all of a sudden exploded out of that, and people started yeah. using that as the Harlem Shake, which was really weird. You know what? That's another thing too. I've seen with certain guys or Dirty Frank, I think, who are who are like. Uh, I did this thing like three years Filthy ago. Frank. Nobody watched it. And then all of a sudden I wake up one day and it's like, it's the thing now. And everybody it's blown up. It's gone viral. And nobody really knows what the true source of the thing is. But they're all yeah. like hopping on this train. It's it's strange, man. It's strange how, how things catch on like that. That just mm-hmm. make no sense. I wish one of my old things I did caught on. Like, please, please, <laughs> yeah. someone. I, I, I just want music and i I, you know someone was watching one of our videos where we were talking about all this stuff and they were leaving comments uh and i was getting all the notifications and they one of the big things because we've talked about little nas x is one of the examples of this whole new marketing oh he's gaming the system hard yeah and that's my thing you know the person was just like first of all he's not a rap he's not a hip-hop star he's a pop star yeah i said that yeah, you've said that too. I mean, a lot a lot of people see it that way, but I feel like w- what that does is takes away from the fact that hip hop is pop now. Like hip hop is pop. It is mm-hmm. hip hop. Yeah, for sure. For the most, but I also think rap, as they like to call it, right? But, but there, are, but I also there, think they just yeah. like, oh, he's black. Mm, hip hop. <laughs> like oh, even yeah, what's yeah, his yeah, name? Yeah. Um, That's why Tyler the creators last. Charts. Yeah, like even oh, yeah, Tyler the creators last album when he won a Grammy for. He's like, it's not even I, hip hop, really. Yeah, yeah and no, even he said he's like, it's not really hip hop, but I guess he just didn't want to put me in the pop category because, yeah. And know. Justin Bieber, same thing. He's just like, this is an R and B soul album, and you guys are putting it as pop just because I'm considered pop. 
That's so weird. Yeah, you don't get to decide. Who who decides, right? But but that's the other thing. We talked about this too. For the awards, your submissions are done by your label. Mm. And the label submits you in the categories they think you have the best chance of winning in. Mm. So someone at the label submitted Tyler's album as hip-hop. Someone at the label submitted Justin's album as pop. And someone is constantly submitting Lil Nas X's as (laughs) hip-hop. And I think my, just, I think my favorite is um, what's his name, Miles Davis. They're like, oh, this is the jazz album. He's like, nah, man, it's social music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, it's social music. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. Uh, I think the the music industry will always have to go through these hurdles and 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 deal with it. And I think growing pains. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those funny things where by the time everyone finally gets a, used to or accustomed to the idea. It, it's it's already too late because it's already evolved into something else yeah like we take so it, it, my thing with it is the same way as the decades by the time 1995 came around and actually felt like the 90s it was kind of that weird sense of because everything from the early 90s feels like the 80s yeah and everything from did. the early early 80s feels like 70s because mm-hmm. there's always that kind of like three four years of transitioning into your own decade yeah Early 2000s. I've seen so many people post stuff from the early 2000s and be like, the 90s. And I'm like, no, that's 2003. (laughs) (laughs) That song is not a 90s song. I don't know if you guys realize what year that's from. 2003. Then by 2005, the 2000s really got into this weird era of huge baggy shirts and whale tails and low ride jeans and <laughs> god it was a bad era why did we <laughs> what what were we watching it was painful when you look like looking back i'm i'm embarrassed for all of us i mean yeah um, the bag the baggy baggy like okay uh, loose, loose fitting is one yeah. thing <laughs> the the extent that it was Dude. taken at a certain point people were literally looking for was it junk X, was junko jeans <laughs> Jinko, yeah. Jinko, Jinko. There you go. Poofy. <laughs> I didn't wear Jinko jeans. That's a whole different demographic <laughs> for that. <laughs> you have a generation yeah. of kids who are just wearing, who are going to Walmart and going to like the plus size section and just buying out all the clothes. <laughs> and, and they're like scrawny ass kids like me. Like, oh my god, <laughs> it's crazy when you look back. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I was yeah, looking yeah, at an article that was like uh, MTV in the early 2000s uh, spring break videos. And it's like, here are all the artists that performed. And you had like Jay-Z in his tank top and his baggy jeans with the faded yeah. haircut and his rock chain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you see and then you look at Jay-Z now with the the mini dreads that's been taking him a decade to grow. And the uh, Basquiat dreads. Yeah, I like yeah, to call the, them. Is, exactly. True. He's definitely <laughs> trying to got the suit on looking sharp it's just like okay you 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 know you grew up that's fair carmen electra wearing a bikini with a belt it's like why are you wearing this belt over the yeah, <laughs> some of those red carpet fashion back in the yo. day was, was very questionable but again yeah. <laughs> there's there's different extremes of that today too right yeah like those people like there's some super questionable clothing <laughs> options i see a lot of people wear these today that i feel like 15 years from now they're gonna look back and go what the hell was i doing? yeah so i think it's always gonna have that weird like that weird progression for everyone as you mature and you move away from that you're gonna realize holy crap like there's still people who are baggy clothes today yeah right? i still wear somewhat baggy still, clothes. yeah but we're not, again loose yeah. fitting is one thing oh uh, yeah i bought my <laughs> first pair of uh like skinny the, jeans not skinny jeans but the, the sweats you know how the sweats kind of like not, oh, not yeah. the, the ones that kind of they're not baggy they, they taper at the they bottom. taper yeah those are all these kind of sweats i wear 
I've, I just got my first pair. I've never and? worn them before. I tried them on, and I was just like, oh, okay, this just feels like the sweats I wore when I was a kid. It's yeah. just... <laughs> yeah, so that's kidding. the funny thing, too. I wore tight-ass, like, not tight-ass clothes, but I wore, yeah, like, yeah. fitting fitting clothes as a kid. Yeah. And it's, at some point, you start to try to define your own, like, identity, right? Yeah, you, yeah. Y'all, y'all were lucky. I was always I was always a tiny kid, so my mom was like, I'm, I'm going to size them up, make this, make these clothes stretch, <laughs> make them last longer. You'll grow into it. <laughs> How long did she make you wear those clothes for? Un- until they fell apart, until yeah, I, yeah. like, you know, or until I actually like outgrew them. I was going to say, same with me. I remember going to grade, 10th grade, wearing the same pants that I'd gotten in like eighth grade. Uh, and yeah, I, and, I couldn't do that. and my my socks were showing this much from my shoe because <laughs> the were so high at this point, and it was embarrassing. I had to, and then I finally got my own job. I finally got a summer job, and I just went. I remember the back to school grade eleven I, last year, and I was just like, "No, nah, I'm buying a full new uniform set, yeah, all, all new clothes." It was just like, "Dude, it's gonna only need these." For one year, you're never going to wear them again. I was just like, nah, it's worth it. I don't want to look like a loser in my last <laughs> year of high school. I got to I gotta step it up a little. I got a job now. so funny. Yo, my, so funny thing is, I kind of blame my mom for me changing the way I, I dress. So I, I was the, I was a proper ass kid, bro. I wore like, I wore the slacks and the shirt. Like I tucked in every shirt. <laughs> like I, was, I just i took an average shirt i had my yo dude straight up till like grade six or seven right so then one day a cousin of mine like that i'd never like i hadn't you know when you meet you cousins yeah shows yeah. up at our place from toronto and we were in montreal came down and at some point during their visit my mom's like oh your cousin's like look what he's wearing it looks it looks nice this, right yeah this looks stylish but he's wearing like baggy jeans and like a baggy like fubu shirt or something <laughs> and and from that from her saying that it kind of made me feel like oh wait a second am i not like cool enough like <laughs> is there is there something wrong with the way i'm dressing and then i like I that your you mom, know what i mean your mom she was the catalyst 100 <laughs> percent. that's cold <laughs> Yo, my mom doesn't think I'm cool. That's problematic. <laughs> That's cold. <laughs> she was a hundred percent the catalyst. I never looked back since, <laughs> since that day. Damn. I remember um I was listening to Quest Love's podcast. I'm like going through like the, the backlogs. So I'm listening to like Jimmy Jam on it. And they were talking about uh how they used to dress back in the day. So they're always in like suits and hats. And it's like, well, look at our pictures from when we were kids. And it's the same thing, suits yeah. and hats. They always look sharp like that. I think the same thing was for uh what's his name? uh morris day like when oh, he was a kid his, the yeah. mom would always dress him up super nice and he looked like you pretty much look like an old pimp but he would go to church <laughs> dressed like that and all the women were like oh look how fancy he looks <laughs> do you think that the way you dress as a kid when you were comfortable when we go back to that as adults it's because it reminds us of being comfortable when we were kids yeah, like why sure. am i all of a sudden into these comfortable sweats tapered sweats and you know all the all the geek tees i ever wanted to wear wearing mm-hmm. my caps uh, I even, you know, I even tried on a sweatshirt the other day with a, not a zip up or not a hoodie, just a sweatshirt. Yeah. As they say in Quebec for all you <laughs> kids out there, trying on this and I was just like, what the hell? I was just like, I remember when these used to be comfortable. Had the Wager one. I don't have that oh, one. Wow. 
I, but, th- I think I think there's some truth to that. Like at some point, you're you're like you're go you go through this like self discovery phase where like you're just yeah. trying to figure out where you fit in in society and like are you the cool kid? Are you the nerdy kid? Are you the this kid? Are oh, you the yeah. that kid? And that kind of a lot of people, some people figure it out early, like early in the twenties or whatever it is, like where they fit in. Some of us kind of a little later, it kind of like, yeah, yeah. There's a level, yeah. there's a certain level of like self identity that comes with the way you dress, but later on when you're confident in yourself yeah. a little bit more, right? Confidence does play a big part in it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I for me, I know I'm like I'm trying to be have a lot less printed tees and more like plain stuff that I could just wear. And be more look like an adult. (laughs) I went and got four black t-shirts the other day. Mm. Just black t-shirts, nothing on them. And I just remember thinking, why do I just want something this simple? I was just like, I don't want a design. I don't want no logo. I don't want anything on it. Just give me a black t-shirt that I can wear (laughs) under stuff, that I can wear on its own. I just Mm want to be comfortable. Black t and then it makes me think of like when J. Cole was was like, no chains. Just start no, no name brands, and I was like, Damn "Pride it. is the devil." <laughs> Yo, you just start getting to the sense of I don't want to be selling anything for anybody. I didn't mm, like. Yeah. We wear these for the podcast, but at the end of the day, that's more promotion for the fact that I actually do watch Star Wars. One hundred percent. You wear this I, I, for the podcast? I just have a ton of these, man. I gotta stop. No, I really <laughs> I do. Honestly, too much. I, most of these I like to wear. I, I I'll wear them out and stuff, but. When I go shopping, I'm not as interested in buying the superhero tees as I used to be. I mm. very much was just like, oh, I just if I could find a good Gildan, like if someone could hook me up with a link directly to just buy a box, a pack of 12 Gildans, double uh, XL, different colors. I would just buy that and live. I'm my sure life. we could find a site or something. I'm someone 100% hook it up. sure. That me exists. I, I, I personally rep the uh, what was it? The Simons ones was it Le, Le 31? Those ones, oh, are pretty yes, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those yeah, yeah. are pretty good. That's this they is did those probably in packs. the brightest, brightest color I have in my closet. I'm a straight, <laughs> I'm a straight, like black, gray, like I'm, no, a, I'm on a... that color scale most of the time. Yeah, like Lee J said, all black, everything. It's usually black or gray, yeah, sometimes white. But the problem with white t shirts is oh, unfortunately just... for a lot of us, and yeah. I include myself in this, the pit sweats. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can't, yeah. I can't, can't do, do white t-shirts all the time unless, unless like unless I know it's like a temporary wear and I'm going to the beach or something and I'm not gonna have it on the whole yeah. time, right? Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> and you can only bleach them so much. And this right? is some old man shit we're talking about right now. But I feel like <laughs> the, people, the people that listen to this show are adults too, and I feel like y'all yeah, feel the same way. You live the same lives we do. That, and if you don't, please hit us in the comments because I would like to know: Are we just wilding right now? Is this just us? Because I feel genuinely like my the 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 phase I'm going through, clothing wise, like. I, you know, I never liked suits. That was me. I don't feel com- that I feel comfortable in a suit. I don't feel like I look good in a suit, but I like comfortable clothes and I just want to keep it simple, you know? Yeah. And I find it's, it's funny that you say that this is the brightest shirt you have. In your I have shirt. a stack of clothes here. I just did laundry, bro. Oh, no, for me, I usually go with, I, I could do colors. I'm always like, everyone's like, oh, you always go with colors. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got to do that. And I find with suits, you gotta, you definitely got to get it taken to like a tailor and oh for sure fitted for oh, you yeah, yeah. you yeah, definitely got to do it and then that's to, when yeah. it feels comfortable that's yeah, when you yeah. feel like yeah oh, i'm just I'm, I'm just too poor i put i i've because i do i realize that i probably should i'm not i joke i'm not actually poor i could probably afford to get a tailored suit <laughs> yeah uh, yes. it's, it's just that instead of just putting fitted. money into a tailored suit i've been going to like 
Moors and just being like, okay, give me the thing that I feel I fit in the but best. That's the, best. the thing. You get it from Moors and then you take it somewhere and have it tape. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Specific dimensions. That's the that's the secret right yeah. there. If, if you really want to like, okay, and it, okay. and then if you go to a specific like if you go to like one specific tailor that knows your size or knows your your thing, or you could just write it down and bring it yeah, anywhere, yeah. you know. And that's that always a good thing to know. Okay, again, grown ass people shit, but we're talking about it. <laughs> and also, uh, I think for the whites, you could soak them in what was it, OxyClean or something like that, or a, an equivalent. Got time for that, bro. Well, I'm the one that does laundry, man. I gotta, I gotta be on top of this. Why buy that's, whites when you know you gotta do true. a separate load for whites? Just screw that's that. so true. That's true. Uh, I, I do laundry everything. sometimes. <laughs> We're only everything. supposed to bring him in later, but I see that Q's already jumped in. Q, if you're cool to jump in, give me a thumbs up because I can see you right now. Uh, perfect. Q says he's down yeah. to jump in. Q, how you well, doing? Can we get? Do you have a brighter light or something that we can see? Uh... You know, I'm the worst with light, man. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, for those of you just tuning in, uh, why am I saying that? Fucking Conan's <laughs> podcast screwing my head because he always jokes about people tuning in in the middle of a podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but for those of you tuning in, we are sitting with Q, Q to man from Bruh. It's a podcast, also an yeah. author. Uh, which is pretty dope. We're really excited to ask you a few questions about that. We're going to be talking about uh, the Suicide Squad in the next segment with you. Uh, no but- problem. But as an adult, Q, as a, as a grown man, mm-hmm. um, how do you feel your style has changed in the last, as you got more comfortable with yourself? We were talking about the fact that we liked to, we kind of found ourselves in monotone colors, a lot less graphic tees, stuff like that. Um, are we crazy? Are you on a similar wavelength as us? No, um, you, you're not crazy at all. I notice my style definitely changes as I get older. And I know that... Um, I'm the first guy to buy a $99 suit and then pay to get it tailored. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what I do. And people think I got money when they see me in the suit. But exactly. see, there no. you go. That's you the go. life facts we're talking about. God that's damn, how you guys, do it, where were you guys three years ago when I was <laughs> If you don't want to go that crazy, uh, Doc, all you have to do is go to like maybe like a village de valor, get a, a suit there, and then get that tailored down to God you. Damn. You're talking about some next level saving. Yeah, okay, well, that, <laughs> that, that one I don't know. But... I, yeah. J- I remember Jadena talked about that. Um, what's his name? I'm not mad at the um, idea. I'm not what's mad his name at too? Idea. Jimmy Jam said they used to do that, and then people caught on to what they were doing when they're with the time. So they started, and he's like, "Well, all of our stock is gone now." <laughs> yeah, because yeah, then you, you also can up... go to one of those stores and and buy something old and call it vintage. Yeah, you know, that's... that's what I was just gonna say. <laughs> you end up having this vintage style look to you. Right. that you know others can't really recreate because it's yeah. where you're gonna those suits aren't even made on mass anymore that's yeah. wild I, I love that people are doing that that's so smart or um, if you got um if you got people that are going to china to visit oh yeah you just got to give them your sizes man they make you suit <laughs> over there for 50 bucks that's so true <laughs> crates te- on te- crates textile industry crazy out exactly there. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, i didn't think about that uh, so we're going to get to a quick message. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about the Suicide Squad. If you guys have not seen it, I once again, we are warning you spoilers because we're not holding back. We're going to be talking about Stay that. Stay for the spoilers. Yes. Yeah. You know what's true? Stay for the spoilers. Trust me. It is not going to ruin the movie. For once, yeah. Doc might have some positive things to say. <laughs> so, Since when? I know. I know. Everyone's <laughs> Who is this man? <laughs> I call him. Two men with thought-provoking intellect, a rousing discussion with a hint of humor, 
He says this, I say that. The host that, bruh, it's a podcast. Welcome to another episode of Bruds, a podcast where every week we try to convince you why you shouldn't hate millennials. Join us as we talk about the Olympics. We're also going to talk about what happens when a husband and wife can't agree on what to do when having a child. And the good old switcheroo. We're going to learn about how the NBA got turned upside down by an NBA superstar, Russell Westbrook, rumor. Fellas, how y'all doing today? Bong, bong, bruh, it's a podcast. Q, uh, what day can people check that out? What day do you guys release on? We air on Thursdays. We go live on it, it posts on Thursdays. Okay. On, uh, on what? Uh, you go live on YouTube, Twitch? It's actually pre-recorded. Okay. And um, they're loaded onto Spotify every Thursday. Spotify, I'm supposed to know all this, but that's why I keep them young boys. They, they keep them Well, I, I imagine, it, it's, if anything, you guys are probably on yes. all podcast platforms. Because that's... Yes. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Brian, you your, your, your collection is kind of nice, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, because last time you only saw me through the iPhone. You didn't yeah. get the, 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 the IG. You didn't get to see the full collection. Yes, I. Uh, and this is nothing. Like we were, our buddy who's usually here, Skinny. Uh, oh you know, we just announced earlier you, you weren't here, but he, his daughter was born today. So again, oh, shout out to him. Congratulations. Yeah, yes, uh, but he has a, a even bigger collection than me. He doesn't have his behind him though. He has a, quite a few behind him, but like when he does his room tours and you see mm-hmm. the whole collection, it's even nicer. You ever this- seen like Scrooge McDuck go into his vault and like dive <laughs> into the coins? <laughs> that's him. That's him in his collection. His collection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I have a decent one too. Yeah. yeah. Of, of what? What do you collect? Uh, all types of stuff, man. I, I, anything from back in the day. I have. Um, well, I won't go into full detail, but I do have a sort of omens. Okay. Um, with the cradle okay. and everything, I'll send Brian a picture of it. People, I have to hide that when certain people are around. They try to steal it. And I, I have a uh, Thor hammer that's signed by Stanley and Chris Hemsworth. Oh, sh- okay. Yeah, yeah, I got some Dude. decent stuff. Oh wow! No, see, that's a real collection. So were you I, a I Thundercats s- fan growing up? Is that why you have a sort of woman's? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Love oh, the man, Thundercats. We, we should ask you about. Ma- Did you watch Masters of the Universe? I watched the first episode. Okay. Oh, it that's, wasn't that's bad. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> the, the face you made was like I want you look like a like a kid who just got given sour candy. Like it was okay, it was sweet, but I didn't like it. It wasn't bad, but I was like, wait, is this about Teela? What's going on here? <laughs> I got really confused. I think I think someone else brought up the same point Dave. that it's not really about yeah. He-Man, it's about like his entourage yeah. for the most part. Damn yeah. 2021. <laughs> well, i remember when that 2000 c-man came out and i was like this is really good it's so cool and no one was really yeah. repping for it yeah. i'm like why not yeah. what happened they, they gave you what you wanted a new he-man it's yeah. not it's not even he-man 2029 which is the weird one that came out <laughs> before that yeah you should take what you can get <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I, I need to go back to that one because you've said this before, Jaws, and I, I never gave it a chance back in the day. And now that I've watched Masters of the Universe, if I do want a fix of He-Man stories, I feel like that show would give me mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. of that. Because I'm not mad at the Tila story. I think it, it was I think it was fun. I, d- I can see why some people were not the happiest with it, because if you grew up watching you know, kind of like a kid who grew up watching Jordan and then you some someone comes back and it's like, oh, there's no Jordan in this one. You're just like, well, I don't really want to watch the Bulls without Jordan. And that's mm. why the Bulls kind of fell apart. 
Well, I mean, like, remember, if you go back and watch the original He-Man with your adult brain. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Any of those. Dude, G.I. Joe with your adult brain is one of the most difficult shows I've ever watched in my life. It's just. The the only great part about G.I. Joe is the intro for the animated movie. That's Ooh, like yes. that's like the masterpiece. And then you can just walk away from everything else. But you know what? At least in the cartoon G.I. Joe, people are getting punched and jumped. True. At least you got yeah. that. True. Mm-hmm. A lot of what was it? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original '80s one. They never actually. Nope. They kind of just throw only only the first. I think three episodes. They actually use their weapons on robots and stuff. Yeah. And then after that, they had to like really clean it up. Yeah. They really really clean it up. Same thing with Power Rangers, right? That that, that at one point uh, they had to try and figure out uh, less less weapons. They could do kicks and stuff, but they didn't really like them using the weapons as much. Right. Yeah, that's why they weren't in their costumes so much because they were just like they would actually get the actors yeah. and live stunt performers to do more stuff. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, okay, we could not do that, you know, not show all the uh the Japanese stuff that we have. Yo, <laughs> I, I I remember watching that a doc that explained how the show was made mm-hmm. and and like as a kid never knowing that. So as an adult being like <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Y'all just took a show mm-hmm. and spliced? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. so crazy to me the first time. All those, like, Gaiju scenes and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, skinny, was it? Oh, skinny, sorry. Jaws, was it you that told me they did that with Samurai Pizza Cats? Yeah, so with Samurai Pizza Cats, they got the show. Yeah. They didn't get the scripts. And even if they did get the scripts, they weren't translated. So they were like, can we just do, can we just make our own stuff can we just figure it out from our yeah sure do what you do whatever you want and so they just went wild with it there was a lot of um pop culture references they're talking about garfield and stuff they're cutting it up different ways just to make it make sense wow i love that i remember when you told me that they kid because i used to love samurai pizza cats that was one of Mm -hmm. those shows that's that's one of those few figures that i would i would love to get my hands on like there's you could, old, there's, you, yeah, there's uh, there's brand new ones that are really articulated and stuff. Oh, I think yeah? they're yeah, they're like they're like a hundred bucks, but they're oh, really oh, they're really great. Okay, because I, I th- th- like there's like that's the thing about my collection. Like I was saying, like much like UQ with that the Mjolnir, like there's mm-hmm. specific things that I would love to just have in my collection that I think it would be really cool to, to yeah. own that not, I, I don't necessarily need to collect all of them. Like I don't need all the samurai pizza cats. Mind you, there's only three characters, so it'd be cool to have all three, yeah. but um, there's more, but yeah, the main three, they usually just make and oh, are there, were, were there more later on in the show or. Is this- yeah, there was like their, their B team. So you had like other, like, like this water, this one that was like really specialized for underwater. This guy with like two oh. cannons on his back. Then they went to like, New York, and then he had the American Pizza Cats. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> nerds, 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 guys. Remember, this is a geek podcast. Because sometimes we nerd out, and I'm just like, I hope we didn't lose anybody because this is, this stuff is making me happy. But I don't Yo, know what's what's cool is that to... when you go for when you look up when you get the Pizza Cats either DVDs or um, Blu-rays, they have yeah. two versions of it. One of them is the English dub, and the other yeah. one's the actual Japanese. This is what they're actually saying. Dub. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you can get both. Okay, I'm down. Oh man, <laughs> guys, it's about that time. You've been waiting for it. The, the the world waited for it. 
And God damn it, that bastard James Gunn kind of figured out how to do it. We're going to be talking about the Suicide Squad. The um, Suicide Squad. The, suicide Squad. The. the. And we just want to we want to once again remind people spoilers and hopefully you guys will stick around cuz we're still going to have fun talking about it and and I think you guys Hey, I'm not going to insult the movie for once and that is a big cuz I I like you guys know this man's my, an imposter. Imposter. <laughs> my bar for I say I've said it before and I'll say it again. As fans now in the world for geek culture, we are at a point where we can demand better from the writers and creators of the content in our culture. And we've been getting it slowly but surely, but we've been getting it. Mm. And the Suicide Squad, uh, because of DCEU and whether or not this is DCEU connected, blah, 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 because of the DCEU, I had absolutely no faith going into this none none whatsoever i very low bar the lowest mm-hmm. of low what were the I, movies before this one that came out wonder woman 86 84 84 yeah. and then what was it was there any other ones or just that was like the last one that came out i think wonder woman 84 one. is the last one i think yeah. you're right yeah yeah oh, oh uh, i mean we got snyder cut Right. Uh, right. That don't count. <laughs> that, that, that you literally cut. made a new movie by bringing back everybody to film more parts. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he did produce on this, or was he was was he? Snyder just... is just Snyder's little pinky is in every little pot over there. Every yeah. every writer's quill has to have ink that's been dipped by Snyder's finger, and it's so damn annoying. Um, <laughs> so, do you think? Before we get into it, do you okay, think okay. you were influenced in your like for this movie by the fact that it's James Gunn at the helm? No, not at all. Well, oh, sorry. Are you asking me? You're asking. You're asking all of us. I was asking you, but I guess I, okay. I can. Yeah, I, I'll pass no? it on to you guys because for me, Gunn does not equal good. I like okay, James cool. Gunn's films, but. I didn't think he translated to automatically making a good movie, okay, especially cool. because in my head, uh, I thought he was just going to have an uphill battle with the fact that whether the fact that he's done well with an ensemble cast before was going to put the weight of the world on his shoulder. Cause the expectation is you've been able to do this before. You better be able to re- recreate that again. And I mm-hmm. was just like, that's a lot of pressure. What if he doesn't do it? He might, it is him. a lot of pressure. And I think that might've been why he was able to make this, a good enough movie so it doesn't ruin his next four like foray into the like with, yeah. with the third suicide squad right oh, sorry mm-hmm. the third uh guardians of the Guardian. galaxy yeah mm-hmm. if you had failed here might have marred that a little bit i think yeah um, oh for sure and for and sure. this isn't really a direct sequel but no, it no. does reference the original team and we do see spoiler alert we do see two members of the original team yeah. so we know everybody else didn't make it <laughs> Well, and uh, but I, I do want to ask you and Jaws mm-hmm. for you guys with the James Gunn. What were your thoughts going into the movie, knowing right. that James Gunn ha- was at the helm? You can go uh, first, Q. Okay. <laughs> I um, I didn't really have any expectations for this movie. Okay. I, I'm my brother likes to make fun of me because every time I'm a big Batman guy, I'm, mm. I have everything Batman, and to the point where it's kind of ridiculous, mm. and. <laughs> Every time a DC movie comes out, I get all excited. This is the one. This is the one that's going to turn it around. And then the same thing happens every time. It's like Charlie Brown trying to kick the football. <laughs> no. So, you know. So this DC time, is the worst Lucy ever. Yeah. Oh, so man. I just said, you know what? 
I'm going to go into this with zero expectations and just hope that it's halfway decent enough that I'm not annoyed when I come away from it. Yeah. How horrible is that of an expectation? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I you're, 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 you're going into a movie knowing you could possibly be disappointed and mm-hmm. trying to prep yourself for disappointment before you go in so you don't walk out disappointed. <laughs> Wait, do you see? Oh. I'm Man. giving somebody money so they hopefully don't disappoint me. <laughs> see what I mean? Man, I don't want that gig. That, that's why I'm like, the movie was good. Okay. Wait, hold on. I, that makes me think. Was the movie actually good, or is it that we all? <laughs> we just all that's said what it. I'm saying. Like, Listen, DC set the bar so low that James Gunn could have walked out there and said. Ta da! (laughs) This might be interesting. I can't wait for the sequel. (laughs) James Gunn does it again. I mean, I'm the idiot that had 20 people go to see Batman v Superman, and everybody had to wear something that was Batman, and we did dinner first. And then I'm sitting in the movie theater, and I feel everybody looking at me the whole time. Oh, no. Just rows of eyes, just all looking down the aisle like this. Like, (laughs) <laughs> really, you see, you're seeing the same thing, right? This is oh, the same no. dressed up like I mean, this. For probably, this. probably grabbed your hoodie and zipped it up. Like, yeah, you know, I can't believe he just said Martha and Roy <laughs> zipped up your hoodie. <laughs> that Martha <laughs> thing is one of the low points of my life, man. Do you, do you have one of those hoodies you can just zip it up all oh. the way so no one can see you? Oh man, best invention ever. Mm. Just to hide your face. Just Wowzers. Oh my god. What about you, Jaws? What about you before we move on? I did not complete the assignment, but I'm here anyway. <laughs> I showed oh, up to yeah, class okay. anyway. Oh, sweet! That's <laughs> but uh, but uh, just uh, James Gunn in general, I I I dig him. I dig that he does a lot of weird and different stuff. I dig that he took a D F tier team that no one knew in Marvel, and all of a sudden people care about yeah. Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, people people are going out there and getting raccoons as pets. Like oh, crazy no. people. And he's like, don't do that. So like I heard uh, he was on Jimmy Kimmel and he said the reason like we're going to get into this later. Um, he made a rat character because he's like rats are actually really good pets because they're actually that, smart. Right. You can train them. Was he when and, he was on there with uh, John Cena? Yeah, yeah. John yeah. Cena and Margot Robbie and John Cena comes out dressed dressed like he's still at work he wore it everywhere (laughs) still dressed like he came out of work and no one told him like you know you're done your shift ended like (laughs) a month ago and he's like nah (laughs) well speaking of which he's filming the series right yeah Yeah, that was i think that was the main point implanted in your head as much as possible oh yeah they're working hard to (laughs) funny enough i don't think they actually have to work that hard to market the show the peacemaker for hbo max for anyone who didn't know uh, that the, they signed on. James Gunn is going to be writing and directing the episodes. John Cena is going to be starring in it. And uh, the, the, I don't even think they have to market as hard as they are. Cena is a relatively popular name. The, uh, the movie came out. That's already huge promotion. The movie's getting good reviews, even bigger promotion. And then if you see the film, spoiler, that post credit scene is one of the smoothest nods to a sequel quote unquote not sequel but to another project like the way they did that i was just like kudos that that because that wasn't over the top it wasn't aggressive and having he took a a marvel marvel like he brought the marvel yeah and he did it well Mm -hmm. too it wasn't like he didn't hammer it over your head they those two actors steve aggie and uh nicole the woman the partner the the fact that they had pretty predominant roles in the film you know, kind of, they're still side characters, but they still had a lot more speaking 
right. roles than speaking a lot more lines than I expected. And then to realize that that's because they're being set up to be part of the Peacemaker series. And they even say like, oh, her punishment to us is putting us in charge of this project. They and almost like, had as much screen time as Waller. Yes, I, right. I would say they did have as much screen time as Waller. Yeah. I don't think she has that many more scenes than those two. or Probably not. Especially those two, because you do see the other black woman with glasses who does what she does to Waller at one point, and the other girl in the office. But those two, the, 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 the guy with glasses and the woman, uh, the blonde woman, do a lot, a lot, a lot of the talking and a lot of like, so-and-so is deceased. This character is running away. This blah, 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 like the, the recon. I, I I will nod to Jay Grizz for this. You're right. I did talk a lot of shit before the movie. I told everyone <laughs> it is not going to be a good movie. I told them James Gunn couldn't save this even if they paid him a billion dollars. I, I <laughs> am not ashamed to acknowledge I had zero hope in this film. Zero big old goose eggs because mm -hmm. again i didn't think dcu could provide us with a coherent story but i guess again like we said they had to go to a marvel guy can we talk about the story all right let's go let's, let's do it all right so my biggest thing is the fact that harley quinn is probably the saving grace for me here she's this is the best Harley Quinn performance of all the Harley Quinn performances. 100%. Yeah. That's the big words. Yeah. It, it is. It is. Yeah. Okay, so the the movie starts with you kind of literally almost being dropped in and being introduced to the new team. So you get to quickly meet Bloodsport. You get yeah. to quickly meet, uh, what's it Rat called? Ratcatcher 2.0. Yeah. And everyone else, they, they give you a quick little brief background on everybody. And then you find out they're already out on a mission. Like the movie starts with them already out on a mission. They're going to uh, Cordo, Cordo Maltese or Maltese, yeah. whatever the mm -hmm. island is yeah. called, on a mission. So you're like, okay, this is, all right, cool. They're going on a mission. And then, oh, no, what am I saying? That's a lie. We actually meet <laughs> the other, the, the B yeah, team. Yeah, we meet the other sorry, team. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We meet the B team. And I thought you wanted to skip them because they they go they die so fast. I was like, okay, that's fair. I mean, no, 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 no. My bad. I completely skipped over. So we meet a, a team that we didn't even really see in the trailers, but we kind of saw glimpses of them. With yeah, uh, we, we saw Javelin. the walk up the the walk up for the in front of the American flag, right? And we mm -hmm. saw Diesel, Javelin, yeah. uh, right. Blackguard, Pete, Pete Davidson's character, Blackguard. Exactly. PDK. So that team are like, okay, cool. Some of these guys may die because you kind of know like the original team is not there. Yes, but then yeah. you find out that these guys thought they were the A team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, and Waller, Waller is ruthless, dude. She yep. didn't care. And that's the, the whole point that, of her. That's her whole that, deal. This okay. So her See, and Harley. I'll, was I'll the tell you my one complaint yeah, after. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay, my one complaint in the movie is the Waller you see at the beginning of the movie who would who would throw. People that Rick Flag, who she seems to kind of respect, Harley Quinn, who's done good for her before, Captain Boomerang, who might be a dipshit but has done well for her also, mm -hmm. and the rest of that team. The Waller who sent those people to essentially die and not care is not the same Waller I got at the end who absolutely giving and that was one thing that bothered me was she though she would have killed because, that black girl thank you she would have killed that black girl and the other people <laughs> did she the not office. though she did in the first <laughs> movie 
Well, in the first know. movie, she killed the team that was with her. Her exactly. support team. She just. Oh, she wait, no one's on the. No one's not allowed to know anything. Bah, 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 she bah, has bah. ice on the back of her head and is just talking on the phone. I'm yeah. like, no, no. Would have look, she would have killed that she girl. Gave the team after she got off that call. Made me go, oh, she's sure. gonna get rid of most of these people. Yeah, but I thought those. T- th- that's the thing, though. The post credit scene sets us up for. I expected that those guys. Oh, were you mean like dead. everyone in the room except for those two? Why would she not kill everyone in the room? They all betrayed her and they all yeah. know the secrets. Last yeah. time she did oh, that. Yeah. That's she don't my play. thing. That's my only, only okay. complaint. That's that valid. That's valid. I thought the same thing watching it too, but I was yeah. like, I kind of let it go. Exactly. But you're right. Yeah. You're right. I'm okay with the fact that they need to give Waller a, a little, they need to like soften her for the purposes of the Peacemaker series because you can't have someone like Waller who's Waller Waller that's just <laughs> going around killing and you need Waller aiming peacemaker as a weapon to be yeah. the tough side of it yeah. and the so, wall yeah sorry sorry going back to harley real quick yeah the main reason why she worked in this movie and i didn't really like her as much in birds of prey or the first suicide squad was because she actually was crazy in this movie mm. yeah she was actually mentally unbalanced yeah. <laughs> to the point yeah. where like things are happening around her and she's just in her own world she's still interacting with the world around her but she's she's still like She's so absent-minded, but present at the same time. Does that make sense? Yes. The, mm-hmm. the, the thing on the roof, for example, where everyone is talking and Carly goes, they're just like, if you do this, you're dead. If you do this, you're dead. <laughs> and then she goes, uh, uh, what does she say to him? If you... If you have personalized license plates. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they go through another round of threatening thinker. And then she just walks behind. She goes, I'm walking in the background. And you're like, yeah. what is going on? <laughs> that, that was, I was like, yes. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Like, stick to this. We don't care about the sexy, trying to look no, good. Yeah, like, no. Just yeah. be Harley. Be crazy. And this was, this was, well, I think James probably, like, gave her those notes, like, you're doing well. We like the accents. Tone the accent down a little bit, which she did. Yes. It wasn't. It wasn't too like Brooklyn, whatever it was she was doing yeah, before. Mm, yeah, yeah. But it was a little more toned down and just kind of like play into the the site the cycle part. So going yeah. back to the, the B team. So we find that Waller sent this team in with Rick Flag and Harley Quinn, like you said, sent them in to kind of distract from the main team that she's sending, in, which is the main team that we That's pretty so much brutal. get to know the movie. <laughs> and I, I do have a question: Is Rick Flag? Like, why would she send Rick with that? That's team? that's what I'm saying. He's, that's why I find yeah. that Waller confusing because Waller's worked with Rick Flag. She yeah. knows she's a solid leader, and she sent someone that she knows can deliver into a su- an actual suicide mission. This oh. she didn't expect them to come back from this mission. She knew yeah. that they were going to be tipped off, and they were most likely all going to die. I know that Rick doesn't have a bomb in his neck, so he would have been able right. to leave and run away if he really felt like it. But he's also the so- not the type of soldier to do that. Yeah, that's why right. That's why she usually sends him, because he's like a soldier soldier. He will follow orders to a T to death. He does well, not. You know what? I think it kind of makes sense why she did it. Now, now that I think about it, like literally just now, because mm-hmm. that towards the end, when they actually do get closer to the mission, after they sort of uh, get past the thinker and everybody in the hard drive. Yeah. And I think she probably didn't feel like he would go through with it, knowing the contents of what's on the hard drive. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Which is why Peacemaker him. was there in the first place to be yeah. like a, a fail safe. Yeah, I agree. She wouldn't. But I, I mean, in that case, I wouldn't send Rick at all. 
But right? I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, see, that's what, but... Rick Flag is not the person I would send on a mission, a covert mission in which America has been doing experiments on an alien and has been trying to figure out how to manage this alien and experiment on humans with the technology <laughs> from the alien. Okay, I don't so like that. Guy. Jay, Gr Jay oh, Gray said. Uh, remember Harley gets captured and Flag meets these other people. So the Freedom Fighters. Oh, um, uh, maybe she knew that I mean, would happen. I get I, that's too many, too many variables. I know Wallace supposed to know, be smart, but she's not. Right? She's not the thinker. She's not like a chess master. <laughs> like how do you right. know? But sorry, Q, what were you about to say? I don't. I don't like this guy. I don't like how they portray Rick Flag okay. because Rick Flag is supposed to be this badass guy that mm -hmm. basically doesn't need a weapon. He's so tough and smart. Yeah. And this guy in two movies has been anything but. Yeah. So, He's probably yeah. been the weaker of the team. Yes. That's so, true. That I don't like. That's true. Yeah, that's right. He he I, I feel like he should give a, a give off a bit more of a punisher feel. Mm, exactly. So yeah, I, I totally agree on that. Um, but they made him a little bit soft. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of soft like, yeah. Yeah. he has a big heart of gold at the end and it's just like poor baby like <laughs> when you when you start seeing him fighting with peacemaker that's a great fight but mm -hmm. peacemaker has said multiple times throughout the film i will do whatever i have to do to keep peace even if it surprised. means killing everyone yes yeah mm -hmm. and he that and he really does do it like you can tell he's serious about it whereas rick flag i don't think rick flag is as at least this version of rick flag is not as lethal in no. that sense yeah. yeah you know when he's when john cena's character peacemaker says that in the movie at the beginning where he's like i would kill men women and children yes. at any, yeah any anything at any cause for peace <laughs> it, comes up as a, it comes up as a joke yeah it's said yeah. as a joke yeah but he yeah. actually as dumb as he comes across means everything he yeah, said yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it actually pretty like you don't crazy. you don't sense that they don't really lean into the menace yet until it's like he's gonna kill right. a baby yeah. right <laughs> well that's it and it's funny jaws that you didn't see the film because i feel mm. like they did that on purpose john cena has been doing very well for himself in comedic roles yeah and to put him in this role gave us the impression of well obviously john c you know when he asked starfish is also a code word for uh a butthole or butthole. whatever yeah <laughs> like, chocolate starfish yeah like, like, <laughs> that's that limp biscuit album what that's the limp that's the whole point of that limp biscuit album <laughs> but, but it's just the fact that peacemaker asked that question sets off the idea that like oh this motherfucker's stupid like <laughs> like you get that sense but then he's not he's working for waller on a backup mission mm -hmm. he's like black widow for nick fury where it's mm -hmm. like That's i so have a, i have my own orders yeah. you've been told to do this but yeah. i actually have these orders so, that i have to carry out so is peacemaker kind of like drax in a way where he's very literal but it's like well but like like not not hardcore I can see what you're saying but it's just like oh this guy dumb and you're like wait what <laughs> oh no because drax no 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 okay never mind no, no it's, mind. it's, it's really not mind. but i i see i i definitely get the 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 idea of what if gun has these characters mm -hmm. which characters were the similar characters like right is harley the gamora a little bit Right. In the sense that, like, she can do anything she wants. She can kick ass. She's like, you know, and then Harley's invincible. Harley might as well have superpowers. At this point. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
<laughs> Nothing stops Harley. Who would win? Javelin, it's over. Who would win? Last Son of Krypton or a crazy, <laughs> a crazy lady with a botched, like bleached skin? My money is on Harley to like put crypt, like ingest kryptonite. And somehow find a way to like make out what Superman and like oh, put yeah, it into yeah. a, like something like <laughs> yeah. she is. She, I, my money is on Harley, hundred <laughs> percent. See, that's that's the issue with the DCEU though. They're always trying to reinvent the wheel, and mm-hmm. you don't have to do that to make a good superhero no. story. Like if you remember um, the Justice League Unlimited episode Task mm-hmm. Force X, mm-hmm. where Waller sends them up to justice league satellite to steal this robot yeah fantastic story it's it's quick it's easy it's not that this heavy a thought Mm -hmm. that they put into some of this stuff and i mean if they had something that they would have had to steal from superman or wonder woman we would be flipping out over this today are you saying that because you heard the 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 original yeah the original original storyline that james gunn had for this yeah was actually suicide squad versus superman i didn't know that that was the original script that he pitched to dc uh to warner brothers and they said no they said no yeah um because they had they, they weren't too certain like what was happening with the superman and batman sort of situation Trying to figure out Superman, like, they oh, have uh, he's already stepped out of the role, so they don't have that. They, yeah. he, they don't I, have a Superman, really. I got <laughs> that would have been fantastic. Yeah, uh, honestly, but that's, but that's the point of the game, right? The Suicide Squad game that's coming out. Yeah, that's the plot of the game. Yes, yeah. I heard, yeah. evil Superman. That's Suicide Squad. Yeah. So it's a little. Yeah, little I remember odd. I was watching something recently that was saying that the original Suicide Suicide Squad movie was supposed to be them versus Stephen Wolf over the Mother Box or something, but then. They were like, "Well, no, you can't have that because we're already doing that with the um, the the, the, the Justice League movies. So you can't, you know, you can't do that." And he was like, "Oh, okay. Well, mm. sky no. has fallen." And uh, Ayer wow. is Ayer is mad though. He's yeah. been running around everywhere to anyone who will listen and be like, "Listen, the first movie was not my movie. They came <laughs> in and they played with everything. That was not my movie." And then you know, there's like whispers of people trying to get an air cut of i don't want an air cut me neither <laughs> yeah no i'm good internet. on that yeah <laughs> you guys should I, you you either you had the option snyder or air you can't have both nah we're you, good i'm not paying for it you chose anyway, the worst if, one if you ask me no, we <laughs> don't okay, we don't so, need an air cut so now that we're, we're talking about characters because i mean the plot to be honest like the plot itself is pretty simple Go yeah. here, get the hard drive. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that matters is the interaction between the teams and how they get there. The actual yeah. plot doesn't really matter. Um, we can talk about what you think about Starro as a villain towards the end. Because he wasn't really, like, there were so many villains along the way. Yeah. That he was kind of like the, the final boss. Well, okay. Sense. One of the things that I I wrote down was the Harley's love affair with uh, Luna. The oh, president, Gabriel, oh, Gar- I say Gabriel Luna, but that's not yeah, right. no, yes. but whatever the guy <laughs> Luna. So, yeah. <clears throat> I like the way they set up that Harley gets captured, and then the president. And I definitely like the fact that because this is a nod to I feel like the Harley Quinn cartoon where Harley Quinn is represents anti American mentality and right. anti establishment, mm-hmm. uh, anti authoritarian. Like she's, you know, she's the representation of anarchy has this world tour romance with the dude. One 
one moment. And then for the second or third time in that movie, someone talks about killing kids, which is again, <laughs> it's kind of heavy that wow. that kept coming up. But Peacemaker said it. Peacemaker, uh, Peacemaker said it. Someone else said it. Uh, oh, uh, Pe- uh, Weasel killed 27 children. Right. <laughs> That's true. That yeah, sounds that sounds like a Chekhov's gun. That sounds like they're setting up for something. That's like, um, yes. what's his name? Uh, Quentin Tarantino, when he puts a bang wow, somewhere, and then right. that means someone's going to get shot like quickly. Yeah, you're but right. I, John, I think Weasel was the one we found out about first, then John yeah. Cena, and then yeah. the, the, the leader of Morto, uh, so, Walter Cortez, and then, yeah. And then when she says, when your taste in men is so bad as is as bad as mine, they don't just go away quietly. They slash your tires. They kill your dog and tell you that the music you you like ain't real music at all. And all that cruelty tears you apart after a while. That scene where they humanized Harley's complete insanity was one of the nicest because it's like you said, she has this great day with the guy. They go, they do all this stuff. He, she eats all she wants, pictures of her laughing. And then the guy is staring out the window and he starts going on his silly, like, villain speech. We'll of, take over America, uh, or whatever. Uh, yeah, we can join together. You can marry me. You could blah, blah. And he's not facing her. And the whole time I was thinking, why, dude, don't turn your back on Harley Quinn. Never. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't care how much you think you have her in in love. She's not to be trusted. Mm-mm. And I like that the reason she kills him is not because she's just Harley Quinn and she needs to escape. It's because killing children is a red flag. And I was just like, <laughs> yes, Straight okay, up. Harley. <laughs> she actually learned from her relationship with the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. do not fall for the cycles. Like, learn right. to see the red flags and it was you're right i wasn't expect that was probably one of the bigger twists for me i wasn't expecting that from harley the only nod to potentially this movie one of the only nods to potentially this movie being connected to the dceu is the fact that she mentions uh slash tires and killed her dogs in which mm-hmm. i it makes me wonder because she has the hyenas at the end of the oh, film. Yeah. that's right. true oh so i was just like oh did joker kill those two those dogs and what oh they so don't those, deserve that that's even the if they're thing. hyenas they don't deserve that no of course not no Joker's <laughs> crazy. but that's one of the things that i liked i was just like okay this movie completely can take place outside but if you wanted to connect it this little lines like that are the things that could be the little hooks like oh mm-hmm. she mentioned that he kills the dogs that she mentioned that her ex does this this and this i um, think i think for me what connected it the most was captain boomerang being there yeah that's mm. yeah yeah because I was like, oh, okay. Now we know that the other team did exist, but now we know they don't yeah. exist anymore. <laughs> and, and and only her and Boomerang Boomer, have made it through whatever yeah. missions and their mm-hmm. best friends. They're best friends. Yeah, they're buddies. I love that they have their little laughs together on the plane. Yeah. And it's like, she's like, I'm Boomy. Don't go yeah. trying to yeah. scare them. I'm like, oh my God, this is so silly. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it was funny. It was well done. Uh, who was everybody's favorite character? Q, let's start with you. Ooh. Um. Definitely King Shark. Yes. I, uh, well, okay. <laughs> Sly Stallone. Yeah. Oh Definitely. my God! Really? Yeah. Sly Stallone was doing. Sly Stallone was King. Yeah. Was King Shark. God he was great. Damn it. I, hate, well, <laughs> I hate Sly these days. Oh, you He's didn't like, notice okay. that? I didn't realize it was him. He's just been running around being a little conserv- too conservative for my blood. But he did a, good, <laughs> did a damn good job. So I can't be mad. But wait. 
Okay, I, I guess I I'm on the Shark. opposite side here. I didn't really, really? enjoy okay, King Shark as much, to be honest. No. I, I thought so. Like, I, I got the high. It was, it was it was the hype behind him a little. It was a little much. Well, okay, I think well, why I think kind like of. Oh, go on. Sorry. Who did I what? I was asking Q. Why did you like King yeah. Shark? Because I can say after why I liked it. But... Um, he wasn't over the top with the comic relief, mm. but he was funny. Yeah. Um, his quips were good. He was. It was a different type of character. He had. He had the shorts on. Yeah. Um, he was violent. But you felt for them, so they yeah. accomplished yeah. the goal of what they were going for. True, so, yeah, it could have gone sideways. You're right. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. It's he difficult. It's difficult to make a lovable Hulk type character, mm-hmm. like an unhinged bulk Hulk character, like mm-hmm. one who just one who will literally rip people in half. Is usually not someone right. that when he when a building after he's ripped someone in half in front of you, a building falls on him, and you're like, oh, I hope he's okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Because remember, yeah, he tried to eat the woman in the beginning, the rat catch. Yes, that's yes. true. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> at, at, at the beginning, while they were sleeping in the jungle, and he wakes up in the middle of the night because he's hungry, and he's just like, and then and then Sebastian the rat ran up to ran up to Bloodsport, and is like, "Help her! He's gonna eat her!" <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? In typical white woman fashion, at the end of the movie, she's sleeping on his shoulder. Like, like <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. so true. That's so true. Well, Sebastian was sleeping on Idris Elba's lap, so I don't know. What oh, that yeah. Means. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, oh. we find out Bloodsport has a rat phobia in this movie. So that yeah. kind of, there was a little bit of humor with Bloodsport there, too. Um, that was one of the things I liked about uh, Waller's team. Like, the fact that they do not do any research. No, Did yeah. you guys know Bloodsport has a fear of rats? Did you guys know Weasel can't swim? Did you guys like, <laughs> Oh no. Consistent yes. joke of them being yes. like, especially Weasel can't swim when Waller <laughs> just turned her head slowly like, you why did he jump out of the plane? Oh, he got pushed. <laughs> oh he, yeah, you're right. He, he doesn't true. look like he jumped. It looks like he belly <laughs> flops right into <laughs> and hits it hard. Like <laughs> Because when Savant, when Michael Rook's character jumps in and like dives like a fucking professional SEAL team member, like hair flowing like right into the water, I'm like, oh, cool. Then you see everyone else jump and then you see Weasel go, smack. No, it's over. So I guess, I guess, get there. I guess in this movie, they don't do like the whole drop down, like, oh, this is this character. His name is this. This is no, what, and this no, is what they, they like. They, da, 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 da. Not okay, good. <laughs> they give you a brief like, synopsis yeah. of their history, like a very brief one. And then throughout the movie, you learn a bit more about them. They did yeah, a really cause... good job, though, of making you understand everyone's motive, which is kind of yeah. cool. You don't really yeah, get it's a that movie. In a lot of movies. That's yeah. that's the language of film. You show it. Why would yeah. you tell me? Why would you yeah. exposition and tell exactly. me? They did it really exactly. nice because they did a scene where all the people that work for Waller are placing bets on who's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> they start talking. They start naming each character, mm. and that's the first time you hear like who's working with who and what the team is. And you're like, mm. oh, okay. And then you see them later on, and it was good. It was well done. It was way better than like you were saying in the first one, where it's just like freeze Here's frame. A list. Yeah, it's like guys. My my favorite character, to be honest, has to be Polka Dot Man. Oh yeah, true. He's very good. I've I thoroughly enjoyed his presence. I thought out of the whole team, matter of fact, he might be the most powerful and not even know it. Oh for, yeah, I think so too. I think so your, too. Your I, polka dots can literally eviscerate. Yeah. Anything yeah. and everything in front of you. I thought the movie was going to end with him self-sacrificing himself to pull Starro into 
into himself or something. Because remember, he yeah. starts saying like, "If I don't do it, after a while, I oh, right, right, right. Like, the, right. It's like it's like a because what is it? It's like a universe inside. It's of an him interdimensional di- like uh, bacteria or disease that yeah. he has. Um, and I think it's because his mother was trying so hard, and this is the backstory for for Polka Dot Man. His mother was trying so hard to give her children superpowers. Yeah, that she was willing to go to the length of actually infecting him with this interdimensional Jeez. virus and disease. And the thing with this thing is that, like, if he doesn't expel or uses energy every now and then, it turns to these like boils. Oh, and he yeah. starts this almost sort of self-destruct on the inside. Yeah, and, I like, really thought yeah. that. I thought that I thought the movie was going to end with him starting to self-destruct and him like jumping into sorrow yeah. and then either collapse, either a version where it collapses, the interdimensional thing collapses in like a black hole or full on explosion and explodes yeah. out. Um, I enjoyed him finding his courage. Like he had to me the best arc throughout the movie. Yeah, I found I like in terms of the characters. Oh my God. Um, and his scene where he Milton, where the <laughs> that scene with, about guys you know what i changed my answer milton was my favorite (laughs) calling an audible milton is the bus driver that um uh braga who is the freedom fighter that's friends with flag that's who she has tried to sneak them into the city and then after he does after he helps them and all this stuff they actually go on their mission to, to blow up Jotunheim. And for some reason, Milton is still with them. And only, only Polka Dot Man remembers that Milton's with them because <laughs> Bloodsport, who I really thought would have remembered. Who was, was supposed like, to be the leader of the team, by the way. He's, yeah, we haven't even talked about Idris, who does an excellent <laughs> job. But yeah. he, I really thought when he said, who's when they're both discussing who's Milton and he says, Milton was still with us. I was like, damn, dude. I mean, <laughs> I expected from Harley because mm. Harley's crazy. That's the joke. Yeah. That's what you said earlier. Harley is insane. So it makes sense that Harley's like, who's Milton? But the fact <laughs> that Blood is like, he was still with us. Like, dude, Bloodsport was like, but why was he still? What, what was, <laughs> why was he still with us? What was he expecting to do? What was he expecting he to do? He was helping. Oh, that man was like so sad. He's just like, he's been helping us this whole time. It's just like, why? We didn't know. <laughs> yeah, for real. Milton was planting C4. And he was like there. He was there. He was present. Yo, <laughs> so Milton good. was, yeah, Milton is like a low-key character that you're just like, man, that was so well done. Just you know what's funny random. is it's only when they said that that I realized, oh, yeah, why is he there? I think yeah. he, yeah, he why was no, he still there? I just yeah. figured he was helping because he's a freedom fighter. Like instead of staying, <laughs> he, wasn't with really, though. he was the bus driver for the I freedom know. fighters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna show them my worth. I'm gonna show them like you know I can help out and you know uh, yo, so you were okay. there the whole time. Yeah, just scroll Speaking that picture out a little bit fighters. more. Yeah, I'm right exactly. in the corner. If you have to pan out the picture to see him on the They're side. They're planning C4 on the ground. So good. I, th- I think so, if I had to pick my favorite scene in the movie, yeah, was when they thought they had to rescue Rick Flag from the army. Oh yes, and they're going into the camp, freaking every like Harley trick shots and like not Harley, but uh, Blood yeah, Peacemaker. Everyone just destroying the army. You're like, yo, they're about to really rescue him, and then they cut to Rick Flag, and he's just chilling there inside <laughs> the hut with Sipping a cup tea. of tea. Talking to the lady, the leader of the, the Freedom Fighters, and then they find out that oh crap, 
this wasn't the army at all. They yeah. were just oh, eviscerated. This was, was the freedom fighter. That was rough. That was rough. But was I will man. say That's that dark. was the best uh, way to establish that Peacemaker. One, it actually made me take Peacemaker seriously. Mm-hmm. Because oh, him uh, and Bloodsport's little like back yeah, and forth. Yeah. Yeah. That because like until like that point, I just thought of Peacemaker as a joke. Like mm-hmm. he's there, mm-hmm. he's muscle, he's not as strong as King Shark, he's not as good a shot as Bloodsport, but he's there. And I was just like, okay. No, he- that's not true. What? Because at the beginning, they said when, when Waller got Bloodsport yeah, to sign on, him. and then she's just introducing him to the rest of the team, and then she literally uses the same description yeah. she's gave for Bloodsport. Yeah. For Peacemaker and Bloodsport's like, but then why do you need me if he does the same thing as me? Yeah. (laughs) Again, even as we're saying that, it sounded comedic. I thought the it was like more of the joke of John Cena's character is going to be comedic. Oh, I will do peace. I'll make peace at no matter what cost. I'll kill children. We laughed. Uh, you know, uh, he's the same same skill sets as me. We laughed. And then you get to that scene where I'm like, okay, what's Peacemaker going to do? And then Peacemaker starts doing trick shots on par with Bloodsport. <laughs> and even Bloodsport, and that's the thing that made me realize they weren't playing. At the end of their interaction, yeah. they say something to each other. And Bloodsport says um, Bloodsport says what he says. And Peacemaker replies with, uh, like, what? I, it, it, but it, it doesn't matter unless it doesn't matter unless it looks cool. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. They were going they were going like back and forth on like yeah. quips. Trick- yeah. And then Peacemaker was like, actually, it doesn't matter as long as it looks cool. And Bloodsport and then, was like, Oh yeah. Damn, you're right. Damn, you're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like a weird like mutual like respect yes. at the end of it. There. Exactly. Because I don't think Bloodsport gave a fuck about this dude until that no. moment. Mm-hmm. But after he did all that stuff, after he did even the shot where he shoots over without looking and he's just like non-lethal doesn't count. He's just like uh, explosive round, and then the guy blows up. You're like, oh shit! Like that—that's when he said the the thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you start to realize, and that's those were the types of scenes because that is one of the best scenes. The, the way that the whole way it's shot, the way they take out everyone, the 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 man, everything, rat catch, all of it. Peacemaker <laughs> uses smaller bullets, though. Funny thing about that yeah, is how yeah. Bloodsport uses that again. That a little bit of information that Peacemaker gave him, and that's why he's probably the leader and the smarter one of the crew. Yeah, is what he uses to kind of take down Peacemaker at the end when Peacemaker yeah, right. turns on the team. Right. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. I honestly, so, yeah. Sorry, Kim, you were about to say. Uh, did so? Did was I the only one that noticed Mantis in that movie? I saw her too. Yeah, on yes, stage, right, dude. How are you gonna have her show up and not do anything? <laughs> I was so confused as to why you have Palm. What's her name? Palm Keef. Yeah, Clementif or something. Shout out! She's French Canadian, by the way. For those of you who don't know, she's from Quebec, uh, which is always such a fun thing. Little trivia. But yeah, she's she's in the movie, and I really thought if they showed her, we were gonna get a scene. No, she just she's just a singer in a (laughs) like a bar. It was so brief. It was yeah. really random. You're just yeah. like, wait, was that? <laughs> and I then know. It was over. Weird. Who else from his other? Mo- uh, so yeah, Savant Rook uh, was in it. Uh, Sean, his brother, Sean Gunn played Weasel and Calendar Man because he plays him in the in the prison. Um, who else did did he work with? Stallone, I guess, because he had Stallone do that right. cameo in the right. Guardians. Um, yeah. uh, I think I that's. Mean, 
we talking what? cameos? Yeah, I guess cameo-wise, there wasn't that many. Flula Borg might have well been a cameo. Because like <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, as as Javelin. But I'm just I'm this... I'm not I'm not talking cameos only. I'm talking about people that Gunn has used and brought oh, before. Yeah. Because mm. <clears throat> Palm is definitely a cameo, but a nod to the fact that Gunn has used her before. Uh he was he uh, Taika Waititi, wasn't it? Oh yes, yes, exactly. Ratcatcher 1.0. Yeah, that was actually really good. I didn't yeah. notice that. Yeah, Rat yeah. Catcher One is Taika, and I yeah. didn't know that either at first because huh. the first few shots in the memories you don't see his face really well, especially yeah. the memory of him shooting the heroin. It's no. like so it's, faded. It's but only the when they're sitting on top of the building. Yeah, exactly. That's when I got a good look yeah. at his face, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. Man, I really, I, guys, I, I, I am shocked to say this. DCEU. Warner Brothers made a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel disgusting saying that. Is it? Is it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I here's the thing. Uh oh, are you are you gonna flip it on us? Yeah, <laughs> it is because of James Gunn. I'm literally yeah, that's fair. going to give this to the fact that they got James Gunn, someone who knew what the hell he was doing with an ensemble cast. Because yeah, I guarantee you, I'm gonna keep my bar low as hell for the next DCU movie. It's yeah. not going yeah, yeah, yeah. out because of this movie. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> it's not. Toby, 100. Yeah, in my mind, this was a flash in the pan. Yeah. These guys got one, and I don't think ever gonna get anything. That <laughs> every every movie now will compare to this one, and will probably fall short. And it yeah. still could have been much better. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. So I'm getting people going, this is the best DCU movie. I don't think so. I think it's in the top oh, five. What would I you say I wouldn't place it in the top three. I like Man of Steel a lot. I know a lot of people don't. I do like Man of Steel a lot. I, I like, like Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. I'm iffy on Man of Steel. Any day. Um, first first Wonder Woman, I'd probably place above this as well. Ooh, no, I can't. Uh, I, well, I, I remember, I remember uh, Doc, I remember you liked... Two thirds of it, yes, and I think the final yeah, third you the did end. not like. The Same. final, not, not the act. final third, not the final third, like the final fifteen minutes. Yeah, minutes. The, well, like the battle. The battle. <laughs> yeah, that sounds yeah. like a that sounds like a nine. That sounds like an eighty-five. That sounds like a good pass. You know, you know what it is? I always tell <laughs> and people. I can tell you it. the exact moment. It's when they're at the field, and yeah. she's and she goes into the like the area that they're like, oh, no one could survive that the mine and she, field area. Yeah, area. And she goes into the field at towards the end. From that moment yeah. onwards, the movie doesn't. The movie for falls sure, apart. Sure. It tanks uh, absolutely yeah. from there. Yeah. But everything before was so good. I yeah. really loved what they did before. The yeah. Amazonians were amazing. Gal Gadot did a great job as Wonder Woman, which I, I, I said it before mm-hmm. the movie. I didn't think she was going to, and I, I stood happily and firmly corrected. She mm-hmm. did deliver a great performance. All Hippolyta was great. All the diff- Robin. Um, What's her name? Sean Penn. Uh, oh, what's the actress that played the the general that uh, was in uh, Princess Diaries? And oh, I know who you're talking about. She was also in House of Cards. She was like yes, the wife was, in House of Cards. I was just gonna say her name oh, is Robin. I was Robin, forget Robin Wright. Wright. Thank you. Yeah. Robin Wright as the general. Fantastic. All of those people did such a good job. And then you get to this one part with Ares and War and. And I just, I just couldn't. Yeah. I, I really didn't like it. Yeah, but, yeah it didn't get held together. But well that's, there. that's the thing. This movie, the the Suicide Squad, because it's consistent throughout. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. for me. It's the fact that it's consistent from beginning to mm-hmm. end. The beginning is funny. The mm-hmm. middle 
is still funny. There's a lot of emotion. We didn't talk about Ratcatcher 2.0, but Bloodsport, it, and it, that's it. I feel like we 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 skipped over the heart. But if you guys watch this movie, I think one of the elements, at least for me, that I like about the DC films is any of the movies that have a really solid take on the emotional aspect of the characters right. does well. Man of mm-hmm. Steel, because of the emotional aspect, did well for me uh the beginning of wonder woman the emotional aspect of Mm -hmm. her her whole life changing and her whole comprehension of what the world meant and that team that she built and her connection with that team right really good and then with this movie the connection between rat catcher rat catcher is this is the is the daughter that bloodsport never wanted but needed as inspiration and that Mm -hmm. relationship that they Mm -hmm. had where she's yeah she saw her father she saw her father in bloodsport and he saw his daughter and her, and they yeah. were able to make that work together. And they did keep their promise to each other that I will get you home and I will get you home. And I didn't expect that. I thought right. that because any movie where one person says to another, <laughs> I promise to get you home. Oh, you I thought Bloodsport was going to die because of that. For sure. 100%. Was 100%. his last right day till retirement? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Every one, time. One more mission. Before, yeah. But before we wrap up, if I feel like the fact that Starro is the main bad, yes, I think that though. kind of, well, I mean, like, if that's the last boss, then I think yeah. that's a really good last boss. Because, I mean, the first yes. movie is like, well, what if Superman went bad? And it's like, well, the first team, you have nobody that could fight Superman. <laughs> Nobody's true. on Superman's level. That's, that's kind of, so but, you get a dude that can shoot real good. Yeah. Okay, you know what, sure. You know how and that would have worked, though, is the fact, is, is Bloodsport's backstory. It would have worked in yeah. them facing off against Superman, right? Because in, in mm-hmm. the comics, his backstory is that, like, he ends up being the one who puts Superman away for a while by yeah. shooting him with a quarter bullet. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, that might have worked, yeah. but you're right about Starro. It was kind of like you. there was no way a big bad like that wasn't destructible. You know what I mean? Yeah. It felt thrown together. It felt kind of thrown in there. Yeah. Because you could do an entire movie on him taking over. Yeah. And oh, you know, yes. yes, creating an army and all these things, and and to put all of that in twenty minutes, it or felt barely, yeah, really thrown thrown oh, in there. That felt that's too fast because I I understood, like I liked, it, and that's fair because I'm usually the one who would complain about that, but I actually liked the explanation that they got it and they you know they t- essentially tortured it for thirty years. And Thinker didn't really do much. No, mm. yeah, Thinker was. I just... expected. I expected a bit more there, especially for someone who had like some kind of control over Starro. Yeah. I thought he yeah. would add more like a puppeteer kind of, but he, he was yeah. kind of weak. You know those uh, video games where part of the like a side mission isn't to actually kill a boss, but just to get information so yeah. that you can get to the boss. That whole thinker segment felt like that. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They they they're drinking and dancing and yeah. polka dot man's th- picturing all the women in the club are his mom and it's like, <laughs> he's got oh, he's got issues. Yo, that yeah, is, you've got issues. Yeah, he's got man, mad Jesus. issues. That is a scary thought. Um, oh man, seeing your you, mom everywhere like that, she caused some serious trauma. Oh, did you man. hear why? Um, what's his name? Uh, Davidson. Pete Davidson took the role of of that character. Blackheart. Blackheart. Oh, yeah. Do you know what Blackheart's uh, real name is? Full name? Oh, no. God. Richard Hertz. Dick oh. Hertz. There you wow. go. <laughs> <laughs> so he said James Gunn came to him. He's like, yo, I got a, a part for you in my movie. He's like, oh, you know, I'm not really a good actor. And it's like, you get to play Blackheart. And he's like, okay, what's so special about him? His real name is Dick Hertz. And he's like, 
Well, you had me at dick, sir. I'm in. What an what idiot. I love it, though. That, that is very much a reason Pete would take a role. Yep. That's hilarious. I believe it. I believe 100%. it. Uh, would you guys recommend this film to other people? I think it's the yeah. usual. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 100%, 100%. Good act. Would. And, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think I'll cool. take so, you up on your recommendation got a, then. It's got a got a pretty high score right now. A little too high, in my opinion, run tomato wise. But IMDb okay. is more accurate. Seven, seven point five. It's like right yeah. there. Yeah, in I my opinion. That. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll say this, uh, and uh, I and I agree with it. I would say if you can, the theater experience was pretty nice. I got to yeah. go to see it in a theater that was completely empty. I got really mm-hmm. lucky. And nice. uh, you know, VIP theater too. So we got big company seats. Now, for sure. Oh, okay. You uh, did it all up. Oh yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> you I did it up on my uh, strawberry smash gin blend <laughs> as I'm watching the first act of the movie, and I'm just like, <laughs> this is how you're supposed to watch movies now. But yeah, I uh, can, can I make one more comparison? Yeah. So you were saying that uh, Amanda Waller, uh, basically peacemaker is like her hammer, basically, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Much. Is that very similar to uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, where Angela Bassett's character from the CIA and yeah. then uh, Jim Caviezel, uh, what's his name? Sorry, not Jim, excuse me. Um, the guy to play Superman, that's her Henry hammer. Cavill? Yeah. Henry Cavill's oh. her hammer. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. funny because they both played DC characters. She played Amanda Waller first in Green, in Green Lantern, and yeah. he was Superman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, she did, didn't she? Yeah, she was the first Amanda Waller. Wow. In in the live action, excuse me, in the yeah, live yeah, action, yeah, because yeah. I think we, we all try to forget that movie. That's super forgettable. I know, yeah, yeah. CC is the one that does the voice. Voice, yeah, yeah. She's great, Justice League. Yeah, God. pretty much. She's the bar. But yeah, honestly, there's a lot of things we didn't touch on, guys. That that I, think I know we could have sat here for two hours talking about yeah. this movie and yeah. different parts of it. That that goes to show that it is still worth going to watch in theaters. Yeah, right? yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because there's full scene, like Harley scenes that I still want to talk about. But you're right. Yeah. Let's go to other stuff. Uh, Q, did you get to watch the What If uh, premiere? The- no, to, uh, late tonight, I'm getting the buy one, get one pizza. And, okay. nice. and it's going to be on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was hoping to talk about it. I don't, do, do you guys? Well, I don't want to spoil it for you, Q. Do you wanna- is, it, is it a lot of spoilers? Well, we tend to, yeah, <laughs> we tend we to go into it on the, on the day of. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, we, t- we we're pretty honest with our fans as we we tell them pretty fair up and uh, uh, up from jump. We are going to talk about what we saw and why we okay. like what we saw. So if you okay. want to excuse yourself, I do understand and I do appreciate that you came through to talk about the Suicide Squad. Absolutely. Uh, and listen, guys, if you ever need one, ever, there's <laughs> nobody else for me to talk shop with. So bring oh, yeah, me on. Podcast, you guys don't talk about geek stuff. <laughs> hey? and, no, man, I'm the only one. So. <laughs> You know, you're welcome. I, you up next time. I, I am. You see, man, I'm a call away anytime. <laughs> okay, homie, 100. percent Guys, Thanks for having me, though. Don't nice forget, bro. It's a podcast out. that you know they prove to you that millennials are not the end of the world, and you can check it out. <laughs> they they drop on Thursdays, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much, Q. Oh, oh, and tell people your socials and also about the book. Yes, uh, I have a fourth book coming out. And I'm doing a big cover reveal on Sunday, August 29th at 2 p.m. live on Instagram. I'm giving a whole lot of good prizes away. I'm going to reveal the cover. There's going to be a live performance. Um, Somebody's going to win a television if I can get to 250 pre-orders. I got a whole lot of gifts. I'm giving away an Atari 2600. 
among the gifts. Yeah. (laughs) Check out my Instagram. You can see all that stuff. Tune in. Um, And it's going to be, I'm just shipping the stuff away as you win. I'm going to say I got a number from one to a hundred. First one, type it in is the winner of all these gifts. So, and what's your Instagram at? I'm at author Quashan. So yeah, I'm going to pop that up real quick on the screen here. So I hope to see you guys there, uh, August 29th, 2 PM going to give a whole lot of good stuff away. We're going to do the pre-orders for the book. There's going to be a lot of announcements. It's going to be a good time. Amazing. I'm there just for the Atari. I'm there. <laughs> hey, good luck, man. <laughs> good luck. And again, fellas, anytime, I, I anytime I, I've been trying to get uh, Brian to put me on as a permanent member, so <laughs> I'm still pushing him for it. Right, I'll hit we... you, man. I'll definitely hit you because this is right. Great. Take really care, guys. It. Thanks again. Thanks, man. Take care, man. Right now. Guys, don't forget once again, follow author Koshan. I'm hopefully pronouncing that properly. Uh, but yeah, check him out, man. Uh, go follow him on Instagram and, uh, yeah, August 29th. That's going to be dope, man. Chance to win a TV out uh, here. Just and an Atari, bro. Yeah, that's pretty dope. That is pretty that's, damn dope. How do you even have access to an Atari 2600 right now? <laughs> yeah. A functioning Atari 2600. I'm in. That's amazing. Uh, right. geeks, we're going to be talking about what if the first episode of what if dropped today, the premiere the eleventh is moving everything to the Wednesdays now. Oh, you were confused. Because, well, here's why. Okay, hit me. Before these series drop, they said this ties into everything. The MCU, it's canon. Yeah. What does canon mean anymore? I think it's canon <laughs> in the multiverse. Well, I think canon is anything and everything. Man. Yeah, it's the universe, man. I, I think what they're doing is. One, I think these are going to end up being comics that they release. Okay. And two, I think they're connecting it because Loki ended with the multiverse that everything you watch on What If is a multiverse story. Like a branch in the it's multiverse a branch that in you the might multiverse. not necessarily see in the MCU, but yeah. it's ha- happening elsewhere. Okay, I get it. That's fine. <sighs> I th- Yeah. I, I think that's what we're seeing because okay. when it starts the uh, Jeffrey Wright's character doing that usual, uh, that whole spiel about, I am the watcher. I can always oh, watch, yeah. but I cannot interfere. Mm. Um, you know, I was just like, Oh, okay. Like I get it. This is cool. And I liked it. I like what they were doing with it in the first episode. I thought, um, I, I also like the, the, the fact that they pinpoint the moment. Yeah. They're like, that like, uh, and we won't do this very long. But when they pinpoint the moment by saying, um, "When it's just like, oh, Peggy, what are you doing here?" Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Let's start from the beginning. This hmm. first episode is a reimagining of the beginning of the MCU. Captain the the Captain America, the first Avenger, yep. is told from the perspective of if Peggy Carter became Captain Carter as opposed to Steve Rogers becoming Captain America. Yep. And the moment where in the movie. Uh, Cap is about to get transferred, like get turned into the, into, into the machine, and things kind of go haywire. Peggy is on the floor because she decides to stay instead of going behind the glass. Yeah. And that one moment, one difference changed everything because Peggy notices someone trying to trigger the bomb. She runs, it goes off. She tries to save Steve. Steve gets shot in the stomach. She's helping him, and then um, 
Howard Sorry. is yelling, we have to do this now. We won't have another chance. So Peggy jumps into the machine. Um, and that wasn't a thing in the, in the original uni multi whatever universe you want to call it. And that the, the bomb, like someone was in there that was a spy I, about to blow things up and kept it. Don't America's they Avenger. stop it? Don't they, either they stop it or they do because I don't remember that scene. I do remember that something happens. I don't, but I think it happens after he's already been tr converted. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or something okay. like that. There's something, I know there's something that happens similar to that. I so, gotta go back and rewatch yeah. the beginning there because it, yeah, because you're right. I, I didn't remember that, but I'm like, there's nowhere they're putting this in, and it wasn't something that happened yeah. in the Captain America uh, uh, Captain America movie. Uh, so yeah, Peggy Carter is Captain Carter, yeah, and Steve, Steve Rogers. So I thought, oh, if she's Captain Carter, he might be the Winter Soldier, right? Oh, he might have that mm. Winter Soldier arc instead because you know they're close. Same way he was close with Bucky, she's yeah. close with him, so he might have that like do. But then. To my surprise, he ends up being Rhodey. Yeah, like yeah, like a different version yeah. of War Machine. When they, yeah, when, yeah. So does Steve Rogers like? Does he even get muscular? Does he even grow bigger, no. or he just stays nope. the same? Okay, stays yeah. Same. So I could see why he doesn't become Winter Soldier because he he's the same and he's paralyzed from the waist down because he got shot pretty much in a mm. place where it's like uh, his spine or something gets affected. Wait, is he, he just gets he just gets like mechanical legs? Oh, <laughs> is he walking? Yeah, he, he, well, no, but you're right. He's in physio. Yes, he's in physio. Yeah, yeah because yeah. when she's training, he's on those bars trying yeah. to get back to. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she's like, you know, she's pretty much going on the missions he would have gone on. Yeah. She's beating up the Nazis. She's yeah. like enjoying her power. Like, wow, I can't believe it. Not everyone's taking the woman seriously. Like, yeah. she's enjoying the feeling of like finally having a say. Respect. It, and, respect and in the yeah. room. Yeah. And what's yeah. funny about that is they show a scene with her having dinner with Steve. So they like each other. You can tell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there there's a scene where they're having dinner and Steve goes, so how does it feel having all that power? And she starts talking about what I just said, how it's like I have respect and blah, blah, blah. And then, and then you're like, oh, yeah, Steve was a runt. And he yeah. was picked on. And the yeah. only the main reason why it made sense for him to be Captain America is because he was like anti-bully. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. This was his chance to gain that respect and use the power for good. So seeing his react, like him hearing what Peggy was saying was almost like, oh, man, that could have been me. Like you yeah. saw that briefly in his eyes. But, but he was never, he was the never pureness of Steve. Yes, exactly. Yeah, as a human being. He yeah. did not let that become a jealousy or an no. anger. He was just like he supported you know her. What? Yeah, it, it hurt. But he support he whole you yeah. felt that he wholeheartedly supported her having it, having that power and having that respect in the room. And he yeah. like and almost yeah, that was that was kind of cool to see that no matter even if he had the power or not, he was always gonna be Captain America. And I, I do uh, I do love that Marvel did stars and stripes better than than Stargirl does stars and stripes. Like you know how <laughs> yeah. like the, the like Steve in the suits with uh, Peggy holding on, riding the suit into the that air battle that they have, where she's just like jumping through from plane to oh, plane, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's just free falling, and he's just like flying around catching her. I was just like, man, that is a such a good version of cool. the Stars and Stripe fights that we hopefully the CW figures it out because if you can is there do something money like that, for that? <laughs> budget no, wise true that. they probably, they probably <laughs> don't have the money it's a lot of budget but yeah but anyway we, we we find out like peggy's in the field on the mission and needs help and all of a sudden you see the i guess the original iron man suit 
If I, yeah, yeah, it's supposed it. to be like. Yeah, I guess. Oh, that's interesting. I get. I don't know if. I I don't think the universe is going to like every episode is going to be the same universe. Yeah. But I wouldn't be mad if it was because then in that universe, when Tony makes his first suit. He's probably making it because it's a memory of the the, the dad, the armor, the the right. what Hydra Smasher that Howard made once. Hydra upon. Stomper. Stomper. Thank you. It's, Sorry. it's, it's <laughs> a reference to the Hulk Buster. Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. The, <laughs> Hydra Stomper. Yes. 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 <laughs> it's the original. Yeah. So yeah, in our in our world, as we know it, Tony was the one, the first one to come up with it. He invented it. But yeah. in this world, his dad made it a necessity for Steve Dude, Rogers. And he powers it with a tesseract. Like, yeah. this man's yeah. crazy. It's insane. Howard is 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 nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I, Bucky was cool. Sebastian yeah. Stan had a, like, light role in this. Nothing major. It was really yeah. about, like, Captain. It was about Peggy. Yeah. 100% about Peggy. Some the Steve. only voice actor that didn't come back was Evans. Because yeah, was Sebastian him. Stan is still there. Stanley Tucci's still there. Uh, uh, Haley Atwell still there. Yep. Um, even the dude, the scientist that the bat, the the little scientist guy oh. that ends up uh, in Winter Soldier being in the machine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. He's a British actor, so I apologize. That I don't remember his name, but he I forget was his name. But the little the the tiny guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Shoot. It was good. Oh, oh Dominic. He has Cooper. my name. He has my name. <laughs> Does he? I don't remember. Toby, so I, Toby I, Jones. Oh, maybe. Okay. Well, okay. I'm if pretty you're, sure. I'm pretty if you're sure. going to make it, look it up. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look it up. I'm pretty sure that's his name anyway. The Zola, right? Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a guy he plays. But yeah, I, don't yeah, remember, yeah. I, think, um, I think his name's Toby Jones or Toby James or some something like that. But yeah, I pretty much everyone comes yeah, back. Uh, uh, Dominic Cooper, Howard Stark. Yeah. yeah. Jer- J- Clint Barton. Oh, at the end. Oh, uh, yes. So... <laughs> so in our world, you're right. It is Toby Jones. Yo, two points, man. That's a th- <laughs> that's a three. That's a three. That's not two points. This man remembers your <laughs> British banger. actor. Remember, he has my name. Guy. I mean, if you have my yeah, name, true, I'm gonna, yeah. anyway, Toby McGuire, Toby Jones. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> so at the end of this, you know how in our world, Captain America, after everything, gets frozen yeah. in, in in ice. In this one, Peggy, in order to save the world from Hydra's unleashing of a beast from an yes. uh, sorry an interdimensional beast which if i'm not mistaken is the same beast that they're trying to release in agents of shield because yeah, remember agents it is right the octopus that's their that's yeah. their symbol that is pretty cool that they yeah. that that they you know agents of shield might not be considered canon in some yeah. ways but mm-hmm. i like that nod Anyway, yeah. sorry, go ahead so red skull he's here yeah. too he's trying to release this unleash this beast to take over the world but he doesn't know what he's unleashing. He doesn't know the power of what he's unleashing. He doesn't even know if he's going to have control over what he's unleashing. Yeah, idiot. The moment this beast comes through the interdimensional gate, destroys him. <laughs> and like, Good. Crushes him. <laughs> in like no like, time. So all this power. time planning, he got devoured like crazy. And then so, Peggy and everyone's trying to fight to push the beast back because they can't beat it. It's like, it's, it's huge. Yeah. So she's like strong enough to push it into back into the gate and, and Howard Stark was going to close the interdimensional gate. But Which as she's pushing him in and Steve, you know, lost power in his suit at this point, couldn't really do anything to help her. Yeah. Um, they start kind of like talking to each other. Like he knows if she keeps put, like she's not going to come out. Like if she keeps yeah. pushing this character into this, this beast into the hole. And uh, she says something about, I'll 
we'll have dinner. You, no, we're supposed to have a. You promised. He says, uh, "Don't forget, you owe me that dance." Then she says, right. "Saturday," as right. in, like, "I'll be back Saturday." And then, and, and, and then, then she, goes, she goes into the portal, like the end of the, the first movie. Yeah, and the exactly. portal closes, but we know, like, that, how is she going to get back? Right. Yeah. So this was her her version of being frozen in ice. Yeah. Right. I By the also, time. How does she get I just want to say, I also love the fact that she has the shield and she ends up that last scene. She has a sword, which is mm. very British. Yeah, she grabbed, she grabbed Excalibur. Yeah, she has like essentially like, yeah, she has like Excalibur and the vibranium shield, which was pretty yeah. cool. Um, yeah, so she goes through, they lose, like that's it. Like Steve and Haley and, Haley and Peggy Carter's love story was almost doomed. No matter, it almost seems yeah. like no matter what multiverse, whatever part yeah. of the multiverse you're in, they're doomed. Yeah. To like not be with each other. Um, so anyway, she we find out she comes out of that gate and now she's, I guess, in the future in the yeah. same in the same universe, but in the future. And Nick Fury and Clint Barton are waiting for her on the other side. Yeah. And I that's that kind of cool. like that was cool. Yeah. I, I like it. I like what they did. I, I look forward to I again. I don't know if they're going to connect all of these universes. Um. Like if every episode of this multiverse is going to be set in the same universe, I actually hope not. It'd be cool to see different things. But at the same time, now that they've done that, I kind of do want to see continuations of those stories. Like what does it look with an Avengers team where your captain is Captain Carter? You know, like that, that sets things up a little differently. So they are, because these are, these are, um, what's it called? From what I've heard, these are, serial like they actually do connect to there each are, other okay so and then by the end of it we're gonna have this interdimensional avengers team oh wow supposed to so this universe whatever. in this universe peggy becomes cap t'challa ends up star lord yeah killmonger ends up on tony's detail like yeah. this is gonna be a really interesting Whoa. universe because <laughs> that version of killmonger working with tony i would think becomes tony's ro- road roadie hmm because he's on, he's in the field with him. Because remember, that's how he knows Rhodey. Mm, it was his liaison true. with the that's military. True. So if Killmonger ends up being his liaison, that's going to be a very different uh, relationship. Black Panther, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm down to see that. I think that would be cool. Um, we gotta we gotta wrap it up real quick. So let's just do the geek news and rumors. Uh, and we're gonna start with the one that uh, Jaws D has for us. Oh! I heard somebody's got some money. Someone. Oh, I think you're muted, homie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I was just gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna represent this one. Okay. Well, cool, just cool. the so, just the Sony. Uh, the the. Oh yeah. So. Fun Sony's Funimation officially acquires uh, the anime streaming service Crunchyroll for one point one seven five billion billion, billion dollars. Yo, anime has made a resurgence in the past five years. God damn, like a massive resurgence. Only took one big pandemic for everyone to be like, "Yo, I need to watch something." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's this one piece everyone's talking about? Oh my god. But, I yeah, tried. That's true. That might have that might have helped. And then and then Sesame Street looking over with its a thousand and something episodes, like, am I a joke to you? Yeah. <laughs> that's I, great. But yo, I, it makes sense, man. Yeah. I tried watching stuff. One Piece. I tried watching Naruto. I just 
there's Naruto's some... probably a better watch than One Piece. One Piece because it actually ends. Naruto actually ends. One Piece has almost like 1,200 episodes, something like that. Yeah, it's a lot. Damn. Yeah, it's a I lot. mean that's binge worthy though. Like you know, <laughs> the, you, the, the, the first hundred, not so much. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Because <laughs> the Brits do this thing where it's like, here's six episodes. We'll be back in five years. It's like, no, motherfucker, I want more of the show. Meanwhile, One Piece was just like, here's twelve hundred episodes. Don't. Oh uh, yeah, you know they're shortened the original name of One Piece though, right? What? What was it? You won't leave in One Piece by the time you're done because because oh, <laughs> it's. Mm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And I'm out, folks. That's it. No, I'm that, that, that might as well have been one of the dad jokes we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Call back to dad jokes on TikTok. Jeez. Oh, um, my God. But yeah, yeah. That's I, just I, I terrible. I think it's a great move. I think there's so much content on there and having Funimation and Sony kind of pushing this. Because Country Roll, it's kind of under, it's weird. It's still kind of underground. It's only really known by like anime fans. Yeah. So I think, I th- yeah, I think this is a huge, huge, huge deal. I wish I was part of that deal. That's amazing. One billion? Sheesh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. what? So okay, I'll end with that part. So, Chloe Bennett exits Powerpuff Girls CW pilot. So uh, for those of you who know, we've talked about this before. The original pilot got <laughs> did not get picked up, but they didn't drop the project. They said, "Oh, we'll let you reshoot the pilot." And then now she's Chloe Bennett has moved out of the has left. She's realized how low her stock would have gone if she stayed on this damn show. Supposedly after it was Agents scheduling. of Shield. She said, yeah, it was no, that, it's always a schedule. It's always scheduled. It's always scheduled. <laughs> but wink, I guess wink, the nudge, show nudge. just won't blossom yeah. like the CW had hoped. Huh? Oh, God. What is happening? <laughs> Why are they doing these dad jokes? Boom. I can't Get help off the stage. So Get off the stage. <laughs> Get off the stage. Boom. Are you oh. proud of them, Toby? Like is uh, that... I, this this one, I'm more proud than the first one. Though. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, what happened? I left for. For a few months, and look what happened. <laughs> so, someone had to take your place in terms of dad jokes. Uh, <laughs> uh, the last piece of news we have here: Sonic Movie Two taps Idris Elba to voice Knuckles. Um, That's surprising. That's pretty cool and surprising. Lo- he, so- have, he won't have an accent. I hope. Well, he might. Um, Knuck. I don't know. Sometimes I'm- Knuckles sounds like the tough guy. Um, I know in some iterations and cartoons, he has like a. Australian accent because he's an echidna. Um oh, but okay. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean it all it all depends on how they want to go with it. Interesting. I my thing with it is because I, I didn't know this. I saw a lot of people posting in the black nerd groups that I'm in. Is it true that Knuckles has always been seen as a character of color? Like I some people say he's so. black. I I, I honestly I've always thought of him as a New York kind of character for some reason. <laughs> well, because some like that Yonkers, you know, because mm. he's kind of like that because of his hair. His hair looks more like kind of like dreads kind of oh, okay. thing. And I think that's where people kind of lean lean into that a little bit more than usual. Um, but yeah, I mean, like he's not, you know, he's not a guy that likes chili dogs. He's not like <laughs> that, you know. Okay. But j- didn't Jaleel White do? Sonic's voice when Sonic yeah. been black. Yeah, he too? did for yeah. the first two American series. He did uh yeah. okay. his voice. Yeah. Because because I knew Jaleel White had done Sonic's voice, I kind of thought of Sonic as black. Mm. Okay. But I guess Jaleel's not really doing a black quote unquote. No, he's, black. he's just no. doing a yeah. voice. He's just doing yeah. a voice. 
more so, a more more nasally version of his voice. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Uh, they, yeah, they, when that's... it comes to characters like that, their ethnicity doesn't. True, really true, 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 true. Yeah, it I just it's just because I I saw so many people posting about yeah, Knuckles is black, and I was just like, they should be oh. mad about Mojo Jojo being white. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you really want to? <laughs> oh, sorry, Mojo Jojo Junior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, there's one more bit of news that came out oh, recently. Sure, sure. Um, it sounds like we might want to apply the "Don't Get Too Attached" tagline to Suicide uh, to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Oh, James Gunn. James Gunn has said oh, it's possible that he might kill off yeah. a character or two. Oh, everyone's assuming it's Drax. Every yeah, because he's not coming back. He already said he's like, "Well, my contract's done." Yeah, and also <laughs> he's he, he's like, I mean, I'm not me- again because I consider him the best actor out of all those wrestling actors like Cena, Rock, yeah, yeah, Batista. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. him saying i've had my fun and i'm done i'm okay because i could see him doing other projects mm-hmm. well he he actually said it in a really funny way he said like uh i can't keep this muscle up forever it's gonna start drooping soon <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how he kind of said his exit was is like you know i can't i can't be yeah. this beef forever it's not it's not feasible it's not yeah. i gotta relax at some point <laughs> that's funny tell that to the rock <laughs> yeah that's up that well, that's the Rock. Yeah, he's not the Rock. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like it's not like the Rock and Cena are working with Danny Villeneuve constantly. Yeah, true. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. In really yeah. like art, art, hard sci-fi well, movies. We I remember we announced something for Dune once on the podcast, and mm-hmm. all of us said, "Oh, Jaws isn't here. Why do we even have to announce it? We don't care." <laughs> so and watch weird. y'all coming back, man. Dune, Dune. I'll take it. Spice must flow, guy. (laughs) Guy, the spice, dude. If that movie ends up being as good as uh, people are expecting, I'm down, Uh, dude. Denny, man. Yeah, that that poor movie's gonna get Sincario, man. Did you see Sincario? Oh, I gotta rewatch Sincario. Yeah, he did the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one's dope. Yeah, first one's really dope. It's gonna, man. I feel bad for them though. All these movies are gonna like because it's it's gonna do uh same day drop on HBO Max. Mm, Yes, the piracy that's gonna hurt that one too. Yeah, but I mean, so be it. Uh, The HBO made that deal, and I guess it is what it is. I'm sure their stock is up and their uh, their subscriptions are up, but those movies are definitely getting hurt in the box office for it. So we'll see guys. That's the whole show. You crazy people. Thank you for everyone who's tuned in. I see a whole bunch of y'all have been watching throughout the whole show. We always appreciate you guys. We just want to remind you guys to check out our board Q. That's his IG author. I'm going to spell it out. Q U A S H O N uh, for anyone who's listening. Cause I realized I didn't spell it out before. So it's author Q U A S H O N. So if you guys are listening to this uh, but, and like he said, he's going to be doing his draw on August 29th at 2 PM, right? Is what he said on IG. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you guys follow him and uh, Hey, you never know. You might have a chance to win some of those dope prizes. He talked about get um, off my Atari. <laughs> claimed, claimed. Also, um, skitty. Man, I wish you could jump in for two seconds. Uh, shout outs to our boy. Uh, you know, once again, uh, Lalandra is hip hop is the title of this episode. I called it gang gang. <laughs> yes, sir. Called it. And we were saying before, this is such a crazy, wonderful day. Uh, I also like that her initials are LL, and she's. Uh, it made me think of uh, <laughs> That's so LL funny. Cool J. Yeah. So that LL, is, yo, bro, um, if you don't have your kid in the studio, 
<laughs> from now until she's like 17, she can't leave. Yo, she's got to be hip hop at this point. <laughs> Dude, he's, he's also gonna, he's probably been making beats. He's gonna like sample her first cry and make a beat with it. You know, like, Aaliyah style. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> what was that song? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So you know, once again, congrats to Skinny and Danny. Uh, this is again a beautiful, beautiful day. Yeah. We're, so, we're so happy that we got to do the podcast today too. Like this is such a fun. Like again, one day when she's older and she gets to listen to back to this, this is going to be such a fun thing. At least from my perspective, I hope she likes it. Sure. <laughs> she likes listening to that. How excited! My dad's such a dork. Yeah. Oh my goodness! All, all this all plastic uncles, stuff. All the uncles were mad excited to welcome you into the world and welcome you as another uh, blurred to the world. So uh, we look forward to to meeting you. And uh, yeah, man, that's it. That's pretty much the whole show. This is a great one. I had so much fun. Shout out to Q. Uh, guys, anything you want to tell the people before we bounce out? Uh, I ain't got nothing special. No. <laughs> Jaws, anything? Uh, 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 you can catch me on Twitter at Jaws D. You can catch my dude, uh, Proto Man, on Canadian Slag Podcast on YouTube. And I do have an Instagram, but I barely use it. Yeah, yeah, you never use it. Nah, <laughs> barely, barely use it. We out, folks. Thank you so yes, much sir. for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another one. Peace, y'all. Deuces. Bye.